0: <laughs> To this here, the Nextlander Podcast. Or the Nextlander Podcast. Or next podcast, or NextLandy. Or, next Landy, or uh, uh, the NXL or uh NXL. You know, NXL I've, is pretty good.
1: I've been subtly pushing NXL every chance I get because N- yeah. to me, NL will never mean anything but the Netherlands. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brad Shoemaker.
1: X's are cool, yes. Call yes, Brad Xs are cool. Shoemaker, that's me.
0: Brad, uh, uh, exes are cool. Some exes are cool. I, uh, I happen to think, uh, you know, keeping a good relationship with the exes is, is probably, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, sure. be, you know, it depends. It depends with a lot of ins and outs there. Actually, yeah. this, is a, this is a quagmire. Let's not get into it. Alex, that's not how, how it ended, ex, you know, Alex Navarro. Oh God, Indeed, he has an right in his name.
2: I know, but yet, it, weirdly enough, the O's are where I tend to side, not as much the exes. Oh. So...
0: Like, like you're like a, like, Oh boy. I just
2: like a nice circle, a nice, perfect circle. It's round. I, it's pleasant.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Alex Navarro, big, perfect circle fan. Uh, can't get enough. Uh, it explains a lot I, of the, wow. It's got a lot yeah, of those would, in it. I would mm-hmm. believe
1: that about him. I would believe yeah. that he is genuinely perfect. <laughs> he's wearing a Deftone shirt. I like that's kind of in the,
0: look, I like that
2: first perfect circle r- record. I am not really interested in anything they've done since then. Judith. Great mm-hmm. song.
0: Maynard James Keenan, huge, uh, huge NXL fan. Allegedly. Yeah, say allegedly because we don't actually we, know. <laughs> <laughs> I can say whatever I want here on episode two of the NXL Next Lander podcast. It is Thursday, June 17th june 17th how are those words coming out of my mouth how is it june 17th already i have rip van winkled my way from may to june in some kind of time warp i i don't understand how we got here but it is here in the midst of summer here in uh the western hemisphere
1: you mean you mean may 2020 right because in my mind it is about and 14 months ago still
0: 1997, I've, no, yeah, May 2020 is, uh, was a hell of a year, but that was, um, I, I, uh, I was thinking, boy, it'll be interesting to see next lander in one year. And I think as the time, as time dilation for me, as I get older, it's like, well, that's not even that long. And when I talk to my kids about like, Hey, you guys have like one week of school left. They're like, Oh my gosh, a whole week. That's, unbelievable i can't make it a whole week i was like you i sit on the toilet a week goes by (laughs) Just wait wait, wait till you get to be our age we eat weeks
1: for breakfast around here man yeah a a week wait
2: have your kids been in school long enough to know that the last week of school is always a joke and no one does anything or are they still thinking like oh god i've got to go through classes that matter
0: is that true i don't remember school well there's some there's some like you know uh I, I think it varies for everybody, right? Like some people have a lot of finals packed up in those last week. The, if uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Regents exams, those were like. Uh, uh, Vinny, I dropped out in tenth grade. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there are a Wait. lot of finals. The Regents, you have to take those at some point. Those AP classes have the AP tests. Learning uh, the, the, the last month usually. Depends. I think it depends on a lot of folks. I have cousins. My 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 brother's kids were pretty busy the, in the final week. You know, but. Hopefully, with any luck, your last week of school, well, probably not this year, involves just like, I don't know, super soakers and and run around (laughs) and stuff like that. Uh, My kids' last week of school involves them being upstairs in my house uh, and then me saying, only three more days when they come downstairs. Uh, And then they're going to have a week off and then they're going to have camp and then I will get my mornings back. There's a camp and we run around outside doing Good Lord knows what out there, but I'll, I'll be over here. Uh, summer Basically. starts at the Caravella household Indeed. In, just, in just one week. I told them they can have, um, next week, they can play video games as long as they want. It's full on. Ooh. And they got that ratchet loaded up there. Mm. They've got chicory loaded up there. They've got a bunch of stuff. Um, there's something else that, uh, um... I was very excited to to oh told my son about um um that Sonic Colors uh, remaster that it got announced Unlimited Wait, I think it's called.
2: Are you making that up? Nope, no, that's a real thing. I'm pretty sure. Really?
0: Yep. He was very Sonic excited. Colors.
1: Sonic Colors is old enough to remaster.
0: That was apparently. You? Is that speaking Wii U? of
1: speaking of time dilation? What? Yeah.
0: Uh, and that was a very exciting, uh, uh, five minutes of being like, Hey, you know, remember that Wii Sonic, Wii U Sonic game you kept talking about? It's coming out, man. And I thought I was going to have a cool dad moment. And he was like, yeah, no, my friends and I were talking about this. You <laughs> know, already." All right, whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty exciting times here. It is, it is, uh, cooled off. So I'm pretty excited. We've had a kind of a nice mellow week here in the in the northeast um alex i'm sure you appreciate it being in that room streaming during e3 was not oh. probably not not too too bad right
2: boy howdy it was a night and day difference compared yeah. to where things were at last week um you know i am also about to f- uh, go to utah next week where it is supposed to be in the high 90s the entire time i'm there so that'll be great um i'm sure
1: it's a dry heat
2: it, it will definitely be a dry heat you're gonna a, be on a, a river definitely. man that's like i will I, got, I bought myself right a little hat. I bought myself a little okay. bucket hat that oh, uh, has a, a cooling tech in it. So you get please. it wet, and it gets nice and cool on your head.
0: Please take pictures. Please, I want, I want to see <sighs> this. I want to see you scoop water out of a river and dump it on your head, uh, and a picture taken right after that.
2: I'm very unaccustomed to being photographed in anything but black band t-shirts so me in like uh, river gear and like bucket hat and (laughs) just like smeared with SPF 9000 all over me uh, is I will do that for you
0: okay thank you very much
1: I was I was gonna say do it for the world man you have to give that gift all
2: right you know what if you sign up at the $10 tier for our Patreon (laughs) you can see photos of me dressed like my stepfather (laughs) oh boy
0: Just a little zinc oxide right on the nose. How's the weather out there, Brad? Uh, It's
1: rough. It's getting pretty warm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I knew
2: there was a There's a whole heat wave going through the West Coast right now. It
1: is is toasty out here, and it is the land of no air conditioning, so that always gets fun. You guys remember that?
3: Do Mm -hmm. you have a window unit or anything? You lived here? No. no.
1: Nothing? No Mm. ceiling fans. We got some crappy floor and desk fans, and that's about it.
0: Mm. The bugs have realized it's summer, too, and... uh, spiders in the basement have started moving back in They're uh the whole whole family is around now so the things they like it because it's cool
1: is that what's going on i mean it's, they wanna be- it's
0: freaking cool down here that's for sure but it- if you mean like cool and damp uh i assume yeah they like the dark spaces i've had um uh here's a little bit of fun stuff i've had a uh, super fun uh some two by fours stacked up down here because i was going to redo this basement before uh a lot of my life got turned upside down you know Listen, by Some of it by choice. Some of it because I had an operation where the doctor said, "Do not lift anything over ten pounds." And then lumber got very expensive. So anyway, it's I been heard blo- that. Yeah, but then it's like yeah. prices
2: crashed again, didn't they, or something? Oh, I- it like got, it got weird.
0: I haven't talked to my lumber friends in a while. Yeah, I know if, I, only, Dan, if only Dan Riker got we that a, wood wood yes. show going. <laughs> if
1: only if only we knew a wood representative that we could speak with.
0: I have to check my wood sources and uh, my source for toasters and wood. But uh, I have to uh, I have to double check. And then now it's this question of like, well, holy cow, if I do this basement, or if I not do the basement, I'm just going to do the stuff behind me. Um, How do I keep doing what we're doing while basements are getting done? In a, uh, we'll figure that out. Anyway, the point of my story being there is a toilet down here in this basement, basement toilet. He's sitting on it right fr- now. I am uh I've I've been sitting on this toilet for a while. No, it is a it is a basement toilet and that's it and it has like plywood for a door around it kind of thing. Uh like there's no it's not a room. It's not a finished basement, don't forget. So there's a hole yes. in the ground. What sit on uh, underneath the toilet and the toilet sits on top of that and it's flushable and it fills because there there were at one time lines. There are pipes. There are pipes and uh, it's just plywood on two sides of it and then a swinging plywood door that uh, can close if one wanted to use it. That has been blocked over by the stack of two by fours I had done here, and now I am really afraid to see what has nested in some like Ooh. dream catcher like way inside that toilet uh, for like the month and a half. I'm sure standing water in this basement is fine. Uh, probably some of it's evaporated. I should get in there. <sighs> Sewer guys. Let me,
1: let me let me ask them. So, what is the ratio of people to toilets in your house? Uh
0: so originally. Uh, this house had the one toilet upstairs, and I guess this one down here, right? That was original mm-hmm. construction of this house. Then when we had to gut this house and redo everything, we said, um, let's try and put a powder room in on the first floor. So we carved out a space that used to be a closet and put a toilet in there with a vanity. Um, and so we have four people i would i'm gonna call this a half toilet down here nobody ever uses it uh so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna say two and a half toilets one so the one shower
1: the point is there may come a time when the need is great enough and the availability is low enough that you will be forced to go into that toilet stall
0: yeah i've used this toilet down here i'm not too i'm not too proud i've used the the aura
2: around that what's the vibe
0: uh, if you were to be, if you were to, if you were to take, if you had it like a, 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 a psychic empathy, you would, you, that would be a sad toilet. If Your okay. power were to, to read that toilet. It'd be sad, but, um, you know, uh, the plumbing down here is interesting. All things gravity affects all things. <laughs> it's and true. So all the waste and everything travels from all the floors down to here. And it gets a little, the plumbing gets a little funny down here. Things things don't always move the right way down here. Sometimes things move the, <laughs> the backwards way. And that toilet scares the crap out of me is one of the first points of like, well, if it ain't going to go out of the house, it's going to come up that toilet. It's going to, it, that's going to.
1: I assume this is the same in a house. I'm sure you've definitely experienced this in an apartment building when you hear somebody do something with water somewhere else in the building and then Mm -hmm. you see the water in your toilet like swish back and forth because (laughs) they did because water was used elsewhere. It's like it's it's a horrifying reminder that there is nothing obstructing the flow of stuff between you and them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah you, you know, I forget what movie exactly. I feel like it's been a couple where like uh, maybe it was Goonies. Remember Goonies where the plumbing goes all bananas and the pipes are just moving back and forth and like just water is spraying all around. And then um, I want to say who somebody grabbed maybe Sloth grabs it, the pipe and just jams it up. And then the guy on the toilet flies out. Remember that? Everybody remembers that scene. That's what it feels like a lot.
2: Every time I think I remember Goonies, I realize I don't actually remember Goonies. Every time it's on TV, I'm just like, wait, what is this scene? What's happening here? And what I think <laughs> I've realized is that I have seen pieces of Goonies, yeah. like the whole movie, probably in chunks over the, the three decades of my Chunk. life.
0: Nice, very good. Yes, yes.
2: but like, stuff. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the whole thing in order together.
0: And then there's Maybe. The, the part with the the, the the Walkman, right? And, and the squid. Yeah. And that's like in the, yeah, that's a secret one. <laughs>
1: Yes, I would. I would. I would have suggested maybe you have just seen so many Fast and Furious movies now that it's pushed all knowledge of Goonies out of your brain.
2: God, I love segues. That's great. uh, Yes, it's true. I I don't hold a lot of knowledge in my brain at any given time, but every plot beat of that franchise is in there locked in forever.
0: So you you did see you have okay two things of note Mm -hmm. here. One you have gone, Alex Navarro, waste, Wastelander has gone out, mm-hmm. and, and Nextlander has scouted out the world and gone to an actual theater.
2: I went to an actual movie theater for a press screening, I should say. It was not a jam-packed, full theater of people. Mm. It was a press screening. But there were a decent number of people there, all wearing masks, could, I will say. Very responsible.
0: Could you eat popcorn
2: in it? Not without moving your mask around, but okay. people were doing so. And, right. you know, I mostly just drank a soda but uh, from under my mask.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I guess you can put like a one-way valve, where a piece of popcorn could fit in, but then the air couldn't go out. It would have to still get anyway. Um, good to know. And I should say again, I'm
2: vaccinated. I assume yes. you know, it, the, the, with the vaccination rate being what it is in New York City, most of the people there, I'm sure, were too. But everyone seemed to be acting pretty responsible and sitting, you know, good chunks away from one another. So,
0: uh, I, I when when it all opens up again for realsies, open mm-hmm. when I when I feel comfortable going back out there. I am going to theater the shit out. I miss sitting in a theater, chomping on some popcorn and watching whatever BS is on a screen. I don't even care. I I didn't
2: know if I actually missed it or not because the movie theater experience such as it is in, in the United States uh, is mostly garbage. Uh, (laughs) Like theater chains have cut costs a lot. Like, you know, the quality of the theaters themselves is not the best it's ever been. Like boutique theaters, like, you know, the really nice, like IMAX ones, like there's still something to be said for those. The
0: Alamo, like the, yeah, uh...
2: exactly. That's what I mean by the boutique theaters. Like the ones that do like, you know, repertory screenings, that kind of stuff. Like the indie theaters. I think those are, pretty well kept but a lot of the chain theaters are pretty trash
0: theater where you can order a plate of pasta and a beer and go sit at a table is pretty Mm -hmm. cool uh but i don't i don't mind a 55 degree theater where i can absorb 2500 calories of popcorn (laughs) and soda and uh sit for two and a half hours while the kids stare at a screen as well and we're all we all walk out of there okay yeah a a okay so what did you see in this in this uh, I assume you went to the theater and saw the the, the train leaving, entering the station <laughs> for the first yes, time. Yes, they're what? they're restarting, they're rebooting
2: movies. They're just starting from the beginning and working their way back. Um,
0: you won't believe it, Brad and Alex. It's like the train was right in my in our faces. I hear Go soon ahead. they're going to talk. <laughs> uh so yeah Daniel i went and passed s- out <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> i went and saw uh viddy this is a franchise you're very familiar with brad i think you mm. you have not actually seen any of these movies or if you have you've not seen much of them uh fast nine or f9 or furious nine i don't know what the actual title of this one is but it's it starts okay. with an f and ends with a nine i know that f wow um,
1: you aren't holy crap you are not kidding it is actually called f9
2: Yeah, so the naming got real weird uh, after Fast 5. It went Fast 5, Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, Fate of the Furious, and now I think they've just given up, and now they're just looking at keys on their keyboard, and they're like, all right.
0: Is it F9, or is it fine? It's F9, and it's fine.
1: Wouldn't it it be F9? That's a good point.
0: Hey, Brad, wouldn't it be F9 if we could all to the theater?
1: (laughs) Also, how, how did they resist not spelling, in, in The Fate of the Furious, how did they not spell Fate F8?
2: I gotta say they probably did a lot of market research on whether people could read that or not.
1: Okay. Because that seems yeah. like exactly what they would do. But Yeah.
2: So the, I think, I want to say some of the early promotional materials, it was just like F8 of the Furious, but <laughs> maybe, like, I don't think they stuck with that.
0: Well, but, how is this finine movie?
2: uh so i'm just real quick here i'm gonna say i'm gonna talk very broadly about this i'm gonna try to avoid any real spoilers i understand that it's weird to say spoilers for a movie franchise this dumb but there's as as some people have have said and i I kind of agree with this this is maybe the most anime action movie franchise in the united states there is so many bizarre plot twists people coming back from the dead nutso stuff in these that like i can understand why people get would would not want to hear that. So I will just say stuff that's in the trailer, and that is that is probably as yeah. far as I will go as far as plot stuff goes.
0: Let me uh, let me say this uh, as someone who has a, a very loose understanding of the franchise, I'll tell you the things that I know, so that maybe you can stick within some of these boundaries. Well, we watched so,
2: all of them, so you you know yeah, yeah. you've
0: only seen them once,
2: but we've, well, we've watched I, all I of mean,
0: them. I mean, for the fanine. Uh yeah. so I, I know that uh, uh, Dom's brother is the wrestler man, uh, the very the uh, uh, John Cena. You cannot John see Cena. him, yes, cannot see him. I couldn't even think of his name. Uh, I know that um, there's uh, some airplanes and there's uh, uh, d- d- and there there's heisting. <laughs> I've covered it all. Uh, cars? Cars. There's definitely cars. There are um, cars. Uh, maybe something with Han, but I feel like there's always something with Han. I don't know if I'm making that up or if that's a, a thing. And that's about so,
2: it. I can, t- I can talk about that because that's in the trailer. Like They showed okay. that in the very first trailer for this movie. Han, who is uh, the main one of the main characters from Tokyo Drift, who became a staple of the series and one of the key uh, sort of like like focal points of the timeline in the series, uh, after his his quote unquote death, uh, is back in this one because nobody none of the main characters can seemingly ever stay dead unless they just don't feel like paying them to come back again. Like Very I don't much. think we're ever going to see Gal Gadot again, but mm. uh, but but Han is back in this one. The way they bring him back is maybe the, what it's not the peak stupid, but it's in the peak stupid range of this series. Okay. But the main thing I will caution with this one is uh, if you were really in your head or in your feelings about like, do these plot points make any sense? You're going to hate this because they've stopped caring. It does not matter. It does not matter if the plot points make sense. They just have to make sense enough for the story to move forward. And it does. Okay. Um, okay. So John Cena is Dom's lost brother. Um, they get into why they have never discussed this character before. It's very silly. The flashbacks involve some actors who only vaguely look like younger versions of Vin Diesel and John Cena. Okay. Uh, it's very convoluted. That's maybe the weak point of the film. Though also, you know, they need to give Dom some some pathos in this one. So I kind of get it. Um, John Cena is not a good actor. Mm-hmm. That does not change in this movie whatsoever. He is sort of gruff and sort of mean, but never that interesting. But it doesn't really matter because he just sort of has to be a guy who is a problem in the movie. Um, that can the fight. Main, that can fight, and he does. Yeah. And so the action sequences are the main draw, and they are very good in this one. Especially like the last, like I'd say, half hour of that movie is just... Just a stack upon stack upon stack of dumb shit happening. There's a lot of magnets in this movie. That is kind of the running theme for the action okay. sequences, like electromagnets doing wild shit. Um okay. I won't yes. I won't specify beyond that, but it's it's all that stuff is real good and dumb. Uh you know, I at this point in the series, so Justin Lin, the guy who directed the best of the movies, Tokyo Drift, Fast Five, Furious Six, um, He's back for this one. And I, yeah, think I was just he's about doing, to ask
1: if this is the first one he's done in a while, right?
2: It's the la- first one he's done since six, uh, seven and eight were James Wan and uh, F. Gary Gray, respectively. Um, I think I, I want to say this is the first in what is supposed to be the last of the three films. Like, I think they're going to do a final trilogy of movies starting with this one. And oh. then I think they're going to look at I, I want to say that was what they were talking about. Maybe that'll change depending on how box office is, but.
0: Are we done with like Hobbs and Shaw? Like, is that uh, a, I don't know about
2: that one. Um, Hobbs and Shaw made money. It was awful, like just awful. So Uh, I don't know what the, the appetite is for more of those, but it did make money. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tried. Uh, but so the screenwriter who worked with Lynn on most of the good ones, he went off to go do Hobbs and Shaw. He's not on this one. Justin Lynn and someone else wrote this one. Um, it's, look, it, it, I like this one better than Fate, which was the last one that you and I saw, Vinny. We went mm-hmm. to the theaters for that one. Um, I think it's, like, in the middle in terms of, like, the ranking order. Like, it's not quite as good as the best of the series, but it's definitely, like, I, I liked it more than I didn't. Um, it, it's real dumb, and when it leans into the real dumb, it's, like, choice. Like, fantastic stuff. Okay. My... Just my one favorite subtle touch I will get in that is not really a spoiler in any way. Uh, Tej and uh, uh, Roman, you know, the Mm -hmm. the chuckleheads of the group uh, and the tech guy. They basically turn them into the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this series in this one. Like, they are basically (laughs) meta-commentating on their existence within these movies. Their seeming invincibility throughout the series. And the way they kind of play on that in this one is real funny.
0: Oh boy. Okay. Are they becoming aware? <laughs> like, are they? I think
2: they might be becoming self-aware.
0: Okay. Um, it... But oh boy.
2: Yeah. I don't want to spoil like what actually happens and in, in their dialogue. But like they're they're going in some directions with the characters that I think are real fun. Uh, I I had a very good time with it. I really enjoyed this one.
1: Okay. I I I look forward to the inclusion of a proper Greek chorus in the next
3: one.
0: <laughs> you know, from, <laughs> we from may from not sound be of, that far off
1: from the sound of the way things are going.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, or like a dom winking at the camera. Uh. Oh no he didn't and then like, yeah exactly just, uh don't go there yeah right guys <laughs> and then and then rolling out um i i want to watch that in a party atmosphere is uh i gotta yes. figure out a way to watch that I, I a i can't uh, there's nobody in this household wants to watch that movie with me b i don't know if i want to watch that by myself so i need to figure out a way to go watch that movie um uh, somewhere at some point so well we'll see. But thank you Alex in the field reporting. Alex thank Navarro. You. Yes. F9 Uh F9 was not the only thing happening this week though. No. Uh we uh we also uh well or last week. Not only uh, that is not
2: the only thing that happened this past week that starts with a letter and ends with
0: a number. Hmm. That's that's true. Talk we about had, segue. Uh, yeah. yeah. That F1 podcast is cool. I mm-hmm. know uh, that uh we had E3 Okay. We had the season. Okay, we had an E3 like thing happen <laughs> in the space of e, in where E3 in the summer normally would be. Were many game events, including uh, E3 2021's official roll up of events. We had the Summer Games Festival happening. Uh, Jeff Keely's uh, Summer Games Fest.
1: Yes, the war uh, between E3 and Jeff Keely <laughs> rages on. This cold
0: war got hot. Uh, did. uh, we had, uh, a bunch of other, uh, publishers and developers. I can't tell where they were, st- what, what, in what uniform they were, they were marching to the field on. I, some of them were independent, maybe just mercenaries out there streaming themselves. Maybe some of them were wearing the colors of the E3. Some of them were on the uh, uh, Keelys. I don't the know where lines were drawn in the war between the conferences <laughs> <laughs> Dearest <laughs> Martha Dearest Martha, I'm publishing a game this year and have chosen to side with Killy's Festival of Resistance. Um I write you from the field, the streams have never been so good. <laughs>
1: Ke- yeah. keeler keely's regulars are on the mark
0: <laughs> N- nintendo uh made an airship and just was above the whole thing beaming down mandates about streaming as it flew over the oh the, the boy globe. never to land Only mirror not not oh <laughs> stream dude. you may dude. not mirror stream
1: dude holy shit what a rude awakening yesterday morning God, um, that was when i was sitting here at like 7 45 and all of a sudden saw the tweet from Nintendo Japan going around about, like, you may not coast. Oh, my God.
0: Well, coast to stream, to, mirror stream, whatever translation. To to, well, that, you know, that, I
1: think I think that might have come out of Twitter translation. It's hard to say how accurate that is, but, like, more, more to the point. Like, we're, like, inside of an hour of needing to go live for that thing, suddenly seeing this thing going around saying, like, hey, maybe it's not a good idea from the health, from the standpoint of the health of your Twitch channel to stream this. yeah uh, it was was uh, very
0: odd twitch twitch kind of got out there and was like yeah
1: yes trial by fire on like dealing with copyright stuff in the modern streaming world for us let's say
0: very very uh very so all of that stuff aside um no matter what venue or avenue people took to announce stuff there were a lot of announcements uh there are a lot of games a lot of it stacked to 2022 uh you know i think i think that's Kind of par for the course for E3 as well, like a very, but a decent amount of stuff that is uh, coming up in the near future. And also a lot of stuff, especially on the Microsoft side and on the PC side of demos that just kind of went out uh, that are available now. So if you if you are listening to this uh, this week, go check out and you're in the Microsoft uh, ecosystem or on PC on Steam. There are a lot of demos out. Uh, but so you should check those out. Uh, like fifty something, right? Uh, at least on the Microsoft. Uh, at least side. thirty, Microsoft, I think.
1: Microsoft Microsoft put up forty for their okay, ID 40. and Xbox okay. kind of summer game fest demo onslaught. That's yeah. probably my favorite sort of innovation out of the way E three has gone. Like people, you know, we were what two months into the pandemic last year around E three time. Like they just barely had time to figure out what the hell they were doing. But now yeah. they've had a year to think about it, and like, yeah, they got all these demos ready for kind of your like show floor in your living room experience, right? And it's just like, here's a bunch of builds of games that are coming out, and you can play them at home. Like, it's kind of awesome. And they all go away next week, so it is very much like, hey, we're in the E3 window, play these E3 builds while you can. And they feel
2: very much like builds that would have been on the show floor, you know, if there was a real show. Which I will say, the one thing that's maybe like a (laughs) little bit of a bummer to me is that they were not able to get triple a developers for the most part to kind of you know come along with this like that's a lot of extra work you know for any studio and the fact that like so many of the indies had this stuff ready to go but like other than that final fantasy thing on playstation and i want to say scarlet nexus i'm not sure that there's much else from there
1: yeah i want to throw this out there real fast for any developers listening hot tip for next year if you really want to nail the authentic e3 show floor experience have your demo boot up to like just Somewhere halfway through, with the character just standing there idling, doing nothing, like mid-game, as if somebody played half the demo and then put the controller down and walked off. Yes, because right. that because that's the E3 experience.
0: That's right. Yes, uh, I want to cover. I want to also. I want an invisible. What is this running on? Ah, you know, it's uh. Just give me. We're gonna give you an Xbox controller. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't okay. look under the curtain. Do not that's do not right. lift the curtain. Right.
1: Do not do not lift the tablecloth <laughs> yes. on this demo kiosk. Does not matter what it's running on.
0: Uh so a ton of ton of stuff we we uh if you're catching up with our coverage of it we did a bunch of stuff with Waypoint thanks again to the Waypoint folks you can go check that out most of it's archived i think all of it should be archived on our YouTube channel at this point talked over a bunch of the streams i think let's just get into some of our favorite stuff at first and then we can get into some of the bigger news and, and things but while it's a little fresh in my head uh some of the things that i saw that stood out to me um uh, there was that Metal Slug XCOM-ish game. I think that was shown uh, pretty early on there, which uh, was kind of it a surprise.
1: Like the first or second thing on the Keeley stream, yeah.
0: I can't yeah. believe they
1: actually called that Metal Slug Tactics. Like, <laughs> once we got enough into the trailer to figure out what it was, that it was a turn-based Metal Slug strategy game, we just started saying Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah. And then they actually called it Metal Slug Tactics. Like, I can't believe they didn't come up with, you know, whatever, it's the obvious name
0: yeah but, yeah i mean it's it seems sh- it's not the first thing i would have thrown into a new tactics uh, style game but sure sure you want to make it work make it work yeah um i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump through some of the stuff i wrote down uh, this is in no order of uh how they were uh released uh do you guys remember that game replaced is not yes. memorable yeah, it was on the microsoft
1: cards yeah. i almost wonder if they're gonna think about another name (laughs) maybe not i mean it's out there it's that name it's out there at this point like maybe they're just going to stick with it like it's i mean the the game looks so cool that's kind of half the reason i say that is that the game looks so memorable that the name not being very memorable is a shame
0: yeah yeah it's this um kind of 2d uh survive like it's got this flashback vibe or the kind of uh, old virgin interactive kind of vibe pixely 2d black
1: blackthorn in there kind (laughs) of
0: Yeah, a little bit of like that rotoscope like heavy animation, but it's got this pixel art look to it. it looks really striking. And and it's and it's, it looks like that brought up to 2021 or in this case 2022 when it releases. But um it it looks really neat and I want to see more of it, but I have forgotten the name of that game 3 times. Yeah. So uh, uh that is unfortunate. Also a lot of the stuff that Microsoft showed and this was showed during the Microsoft thing. Um you know, obviously coming to uh Xbox platforms and PC, but a lot of it's going to, they said it was going to be on Game Pass day one. I,
1: I, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a game that was not on Game Pass in that presentation. And I'm not sure if there was one.
0: Um, I'm, I'm sure I there feel was,
1: like I think they said 27
2: one, of the 30 total yeah, were going to be on like Game Pass. Very
1: few of those games aren't on Game Pass at this yeah. point. They are, they are just sweeping everything up at this point.
0: Yeah. So that replace game will be Xbox Game Pass day one. Uh, it'll be on PC Xbox series X and Xbox one. And that's 2022. Uh, Another thing that I saw that was kind of just stood out to me because it was a big hit in this house was Slime Rancher 2. Another Mm -hmm. 2022 game. Uh, PC Series X, also Game Pass. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit. There was a brief, I don't know why this one stuck out to me. It was a brief um, teaser for that game Contraband.
3: Uh, Yes, I saw
0: that that with the the Steely Dan.
1: Yes, you know why it stuck out to you.
0: Yeah, it's a Steely Steely Dan. (laughs) Um... I, I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, something about that has me intrigued. I like it's, cooperative heists. Is that yeah?
1: I guess that's kind of what they said that was like. It's hard to get much of a sense because that trailer was just like a fly through of a sort of still life like free oh, yeah. frame. That was a scene. vibes
2: trailer. One hundred percent.
1: It was cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's avalanche. It's the just cause with the Rage 2, you know, that developer, the Mad, yes. Mad Max. Well, so did they, they didn't say oh. which studio is. No, you're right. Yeah. you're right. You're right. Because they have the New York team and the, uh, are they, I think they're in, they're founded in Sweden, right? Is that right? I think yeah, you're I are
0: right. Somewhere up there.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. They didn't, they didn't actually say which team uh, is doing that.
0: They
2: just said from the makers of Just Cause, I yeah. believe. Yeah, uh, could be
0: both. But it's built on the same Just Cause engine. Cause it's built on the Apex engine. Uh, so, that could be a lot of fun. Like, if if you if you were to say hey the makers of just cause are going to make a, a i'm going to i'm just going to say four player uh, i don't know if it's been confirmed four player but like let's say multiplayer 3 to 4 multiplayer uh makers of just cause using the just cause engine are going to make a, a co-op thing where you can go around and and do some hijinks. like okay
1: i don't, don't want to jump to too many conclusions but if that is just co-op just cause give me
2: <laughs> right it's like. yeah. If it's co-op just cause, but it's like, because again, if they're free, they're framing this as a heist game. If it's co-op just cause with like a mission structure that feels something like those GTA online heists, that could be amazing. Because I feel like we're now at the stage where companies that would look at that stuff be like oh we can make our own version of this cuz like not, of, you know the heists have been ar- around for long enough
1: yeah now. and not just the heists but the way that gta role playing stuff has exploded
0: oh yeah on twitch
1: yeah. like granted i'm sure that uh, contraband has been in development for some time but like no doubt those those three, trends can three three years apparently yeah like but those those trends cannot not be trickling down to some sure. um,
0: so yeah, I should reiterate, we are making up everything here about that game because nothing Again, was really total shown. Nothing yeah, else. Number, of, just so. number of players, what you do with it is, is all just conjecture at this point. Uh, wishes and hopes. Uh, but mm-hmm. that is a, um, a game I don't even think got a date on it. I don't even think they've talked no. about that. Uh, so we'll see. One to keep track of. That's Contraband mm-hmm. uh, by the Avalanche Studios folks. Uh, another one that was exciting. There's a new Rabbids game uh that's Mario i like the yeah i like that uh original rabbits games a, a rabbits game a whole lot that's the kind of um tactics this one sparks of hope uh seems very good that's 2022 as well obviously ubisoft and nintendo on that one let's we'll see i what didn't feel like i got there. much of
1: a look at the the strategy part of that stuff it was much more like setting and story kind of stuff that they showed mm. like there's a but also the setting and of- story
2: they seem to be presenting seemed insane
1: yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's like Mario Galaxy, basically. It's yeah. like you know the the little space chickens are now also rabbits, which Mario is Galaxy
2: funny. meets Alien Resurrection. Right. It's yeah.
1: it's 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 a bit much, but I mean, like I you know I assume that gameplay is kind of just more of that, but they didn't really mm-hmm. show much of it.
0: Yeah, I'd have to dive deeper into just kind of frame by framing to see. Oh well, it's different here. Uh, I, I would hope they do a little bit more with the co op and multiplayer stuff. There was some of that in the first one. I would like to see a little bit more of that fleshed out it, was, it wasn't bad uh, but i enjoyed the, uh, playing with the family again There, new WarioWare, uh yeah. which is exciting that's that was on my exc- list yeah that's gonna excite a lot of folks um i'm not a huge WarioWare fan in general or not a fan um let's just say i i some people love that series right like uh, i get it i just i just it wasn't uh something i was that but familiar with but this i am like very fun.
1: Yeah, I am very with you on that. I ad- I admire that series for its creativity. I don't I don't yeah. go like completely bananas every time there's a new one, but I get why people are so into it. The, the co op stuff seems pretty interesting though. Is that genuinely actually the first time they've done co op in a WarioWare game?
0: I think it is. I that's uh, like the WarioWare franchise is a bit out of, like out of my ken. Um, um, I'm just trying to see if they have even a date on that one. What's I think on that, that one's,
1: one's soon. Yeah, I want to say that was this year. Okay. But don't I'll just say worry. for my part,
2: I am one of those WarioWare people. I might, <clears throat> some of my favorite Nintendo is when Nintendo just does real weird stuff, like the Rhythm Heavens and the you know, Elite Beat Agents and, and what have yous, and oh, WarioWare it. is kind of in the top level of that for me.
1: Well, I have good news for you. It's out in three months.
0: Fantastic. Yes. September 10th, uh, WarioWare Get It Together is the name of that one. What a great uh, name. Get it to get it
2: together. Yeah, get it together, Wario. God,
0: I, I guess I would assume that then this is the first co-op with with the together right there in the subtitle then. Right. Yeah. It, okay Um, saying seeing if there's anything else I jotted down here. Oh, 12 minutes has an August yeah. date, uh, which is nice. Uh, i really looking forward to checking that one out. That for folks that don't remember that don't remember 12 minutes is that uh, one that feels like it's been in development since the beginning of uh, uh, time. It is uh, a game where you kind of replay a scenario. Um uh we had this at Giant Bomb uh, a long time ago, years ago. Five yeah. years ago? Like a long Six time. Six years ago. ago, maybe I've
1: s i would say it was like twenty fifteen. Like that we a, right. We did an unfinished with like a like a it was practically a prototype then, right? Yeah. yeah. No
0: voice acting at the time, very different look. Uh it's a game where you're basically uh this maybe will jog some memories it's like you're having dinner with like your partner uh or or uh, i don't know if it's actually your wife and, and then like somebody wants to break into the house basically it's like the, you got like a knock on the door and then you kind of have to relive that situation groundhog's day over and over again to figure out the right path through that scenario yes
1: yeah, so that was six years ago that we put up that first video i <laughs> think
0: and Oof,
2: since then, they've him. added like a full voice cast. It's James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, yeah. and Willem Dafoe. I've,
1: I I remain like kind of shocked at the <laughs> cast they managed to get for that thing. I mean, Annapurna is behind it, right? I they are say. I think now. They are. Like, yeah. yeah, they've obviously you know they they were a movie studio first. They've obviously got like good Hollywood talent connections. But like still, mm. that is a hell of a cast for a game of that scope.
0: Uh, finally, the last thing I've written down just on the, going through a bunch of the games, and these are by no means all the things that stood out to me, but it's kind of my, my top couple here. Uh, Redfall was, uh, the arcane game that is the co-op, uh, arcane game that they showed. That looks like it could be a lot of fun. It was uh, mostly a, mostly a look and feel cinematic, uh, trailer, but looks like it's, you know, you're fighting vampire-esque things in an arcane mm-hmm. world, multiplayer co-op seems uh, a lot of a lot of pve this e3 a lot of yes. uh, cooperative pve which is right up my alley like i i am not a pvp person give me all the pve you can and like as somebody who is also always looking for something to play with my two brothers like this stuff is great like uh, like bring more of that stuff so redfall which i think is a 2022 game a lot of these dates might slip Maybe some days yeah. might be 2023 but um redfall that's the arcane uh, co-op Vampire fighting magic power maybe class based game. Yeah, what is it? Uh, it's
1: like Back for Blood. I mean, which we've seen for ages, but that's I think getting pretty close. So it's like it's like Back for Blood. The Anacrusis got announced. Um, oh yes, there is. There's that Aliens PVE co op game on the books. Um, which one is I, that? Gonna, oh wait, I that's... can't. I, it, I cannot remember. It, I think it's one of those names. <laughs> Fire Team. <laughs> aliens fire team that's another one of those names that's like a little tough to call to mind um i think there's even a couple others yes there are a lot of games in that space all of a sudden
0: which is again a great there's even yeah there's there as i was going down this list and trying to remember what these games were it was either the ones that the ones that had the names that i was clicking on be like oh yeah what was this one it was either like a pve cooperative thing or kind of a 2d 2.5 d really nice looking uh uh side scrolly thing a, a couple of those this year that really stood out as well
1: oh sorry uh rainbow six extraction is that what the, well, that's what they went with right
0: oh I right the quarantine so game, uh, the game yeah. formerly
1: known as quarantine like that's another yeah. one that's another yes. that's another pve co-op thing they uh, are everywhere
0: brad do you uh do you kind of want to run, run down some stuff that stood out to yeah, you uh, sure yeah
1: like I, I really want to see more of Starfield. I'm not going to say like what they showed blew blew my mind necessarily. But, There's a like, reason they I,
2: opened the show with that.
1: So I, I really wonder. I mean, <laughs> we could have a whole conversation about the events of Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Of when the Washington Post they run their story like their write up. I think it was just the, the trailer. In just the, the trailer.
2: Yeah.
1: The Washington, Yes. The Washington. Some some segment of the Washington Post ran that Starfield trailer. Hours early, I believe it was.
2: Gene Park, innocent.
1: So he, so he claims. Yeah. Um. I really wonder. Like, I guarantee I am looking over all kinds of logistical concerns, uh, for getting a stream like that distributed. That might make this impossible. But the thought occurred to me of like, do you think they were in a position to shuffle the order of that presentation? No, I don't. I I don't think so. Why? Probably not. We should we
0: should say uh, out of the gate here for folks who are. Kind of just skimming the surface on some of the stuff this is uh this can't, happened right before the Xbox and Bethesda joint you know for those who are again kind of maybe a couple of feet above the surface here, Microsoft bought Bethesda uh, mm-hmm. a while ago. it kind of rolled all that stuff yeah, up in into its uh organization ex- barring some of the things that were like Death Loop, which are PS5 right or P- PS5 five yeah, they had PS4 they signed a deal and? with
2: PS5.
1: Yeah, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, we both have PS5 exclusivity.
0: Um, uh, This stuff is going to be coming out in the the Microsoft ecosystem kind of on a a different basis. But anyway, that all aside, just know that Bethesda is now under Microsoft. They're having their press conference. (laughs) Starfield, a very big thing that people have been waiting for to see what's going on with it and that somebody popped the cork on the yeah, champagne you're, a little mean, early.
1: You're probably right that that was the plan to open that show all along with that thing, but if that is the case, like it could not have been more serendipitous for them that they did it that way because mm-hmm. like, that's the only way to handle that, right? If your trailer yeah. <laughs> gets out early, just open the show with it, get past it, and move on. Because if that had been their last thing, like, that so would not think have been great. About, think about how deflating that would have been if that had been the last thing in the show, but... Uh, I, I, I'm glad I'm glad to just know what that thing looks like. I wanted like you know, yeah. known that it was a space game forever, but I wanted to know what kind of space game. Is it gonna be like right. fantastical, weird space game, or is it gonna be kind of more grounded, like descended from current human space exploration, and it seems like it's very much the latter? Like Is that is that the vibe you guys got? Like the tech that was the vibe I got. Looks, the tech looks very kind of hard sci-fi grounded, like descended from NASA. Designs, Yeah, like, stuff.
2: the vibe I got was very much, like, Star Trek flashback stuff, like, whenever they show, like, you know, what early <laughs> space travel in the Star Trek universe kind of looked like, and Wait, what the technology saying, looked
1: like. Are, are you saying this is the Star Trek Enterprise of Bethesda games?
2: More like, this is the just after Zephyrin Cochran of, of that stuff, sure, like, you know, yeah. we're, we're, there is an existing infrastructure they're working with, but it does look like at least a little beyond what we know.
1: Yeah, I... I'm a little wary of some of the voiceover in that trailer that was like I am paraphrasing heavily, but something about like like we've discovered the key to everything. And mm-hmm. like it just that immediately just makes me think ancient aliens and like forbidden ancient tech that everybody's scrambling to get their hands on, which is like the most go-to trite cliché space plot in all of video games.
2: Just like so. I'd once, I'd like people to go to space and find out there ain't shit. I know, you know? right?
0: We did we did that already. Let's just we, go uh... to
1: space. Go to space and find out that space hates you. <laughs> yeah it's not interested in you at all. harsh and unlivable. there's nothing good out there and you just have to deal with it. Um, uh,
0: so do you you do not get the sense and maybe this is just obvious at this point that this is like in the fallout universe like this is not uh, just oh no
1: no not okay. I don't, they've never really leaned into that
0: No no, that's this is pure fantasy booking at that point like that is um I don't know if I use that term correctly yeah, no, that's no, no like no, a no you totally place. did okay it's good or, okay great i'm yes, happy i've been around it
3: enough
1: th- there we go theory crafting probably, <laughs> there we um, go but uh, yeah um we they they go
0: ahead well that's i should we should just kind of going back to my earlier point this is exclusive to pc and xbox yeah
1: and i should flat say flat out flat out on the screen right there i mean it was it was all but guaranteed already like phil spencer has nodded toward that reality so many times since that acquisition like it wasn't a huge surprise but still nice to have it confirmed and you know but series what else x are gonna do? also i mean what else that's, are you gonna uh, do
0: it's kind of a big one i mean yeah, pc well, and series x not not yeah. in the uh yeah what else are you gonna yeah. do this is your big one this is you bought well, this well, studio right
1: well yeah what, what are you gonna do after you spend seven billion dollars <laughs> except use it to every competitive advantage possible yeah. um yeah I, I I glanced at that. Uh, the Washington Post also did a a uh, an interview with Todd Howard and Ashley Cheng, who is the managing director there. Got some some standout quotes here. Todd Howard straight up referred to it as Skyrim in space. Okay, okay. Um, so
0: it's in the Skyrim universe now. Yes, yes. Now yes. okay. ah, you
1: got it. Uh, let's see. He kind of he referred to he referred to this like group that you're part of as. NASA meets Indiana Jones meets the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which like feels way more outlandish than the tone of that trailer that I was getting. Yeah, um, but that's how he's pitching it. So. Okay, I don't know. Uh, another quote here: A Han Solo simulator.
2: I mean, that's that's closer to what I would want, because, again, I play these kinds of games very much like I just want to be like a, a rando in space that's just doing my own thing. I'm not really looking for like the big overarching plot stuff. So if it's more of that, that's great. But the idea of like we're part of this big exploratory team and there's crazy fantasy stuff happening is like maybe a little less appealing to me.
1: Yeah. I thought it looked pretty nice. Like they you know, yeah. they 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 made a they really made a point of putting like running on the creation engine two right at the front of that trailer. <laughs> because they have I'm sure they are extremely aware of all the flack that their tech has oh. taken over the years. show like it up, baby. At least in the spaces that I inhabit, like it's the first thing that comes up every time there's news about a new Bethesda game is just a bunch of people belly aching, like, oh I hope they got a new engine this time.
0: I um, I assume Starfield, you know, Starfield 14 will be falling apart at the seams, but maybe Starfield one will be a tight yeah, airtight spaceship for this. They,
1: they say they've been putting a lot of work into the tech behind this thing. And like, you know, it looked like a modern game. I thought yeah. it looked pretty good, but like, Not, I would uh,
2: hope Microsoft would, you know, be able to throw them the engineering they need to maybe button some of that
0: stuff up.
1: Yeah. They've got another year and a half on that thing. And the, yeah, that's at least a lot of extra QA resources and stuff like that. So yeah. One Just would the-
0: hope. Keeping all the Lewis scripting from the original one in there and just kinda of yep. going with it. Uh, that's right. So that's uh that's November uh eleventh, twenty twenty two. Next year. Next year. Yes. That's Starfield Bethesda Microsoft's Bethesda, Bethesda zone. I was, I was about
1: 50-50 going into this thing of of it'll be out this year. Like I was just Oh, okay. Did not did not happen. I that's I wonder in a world absent in a world absent the pandemic, I really wonder if it would have made it out this year.
3: I yeah. doubt it. Like, that's the thing. To say. But, I mean,
1: looking, looking, looking at their history, like this already, this holiday already would have been by far the longest they had ever gone between games. So, yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's, it is academic at this
0: point. It's, it's a good ways yeah. off, but. Yeah. Take your time. Take uh, your time. This is also a period
2: with them where they have two MMOs going. So, like, there are recurring, you know, revenue yeah. sources coming from, coming from elsewhere.
0: And they have Microsoft now. So, you're, you're okay. And you got, you got, um, we have a deathloop coming out soon so a lot yeah. of stuff a lot of stuff going uh, brad what else stood out to you?
1: uh they're making a new advance wars well yes. Yes, they're making an advance wars yes. it appears to actually be some kind of remake of the first two games mashed yes. together so i don't know that i can actually call it quite a new advance wars they're making an advance wars on the switch let's say yes. that an advance wars in product. This
2: case is not intelligent systems it's way forward
1: oh what yeah. I did not see that detail. That's yes, huh? Way forward is, okay. b- is making this remake. Okay, all right.
0: Um, but it is uh, one and two reboot camp is the mm-hmm. name of this one.
1: God, they do they put reboot right in the name. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, uh, that looked good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it looked like an advanced wars game. Like, I can't say too much more than that. It definitely looks like those GBA games. I mean, it is those GBA games, but like. I don't know if you guys kept up with that series as it moved on to the DS. I
0: uh, I was not an Advance Wars person.
1: Yeah, I heard three was not beloved. Um, Uh, I'm trying to remember the lineage. It was Days of Ruin, and I think there was one more after that. They went like kind of grim dark with it after the the GBA. Like it was a lot more like harsh reality of war, modern military kind of tone. Mm. Uh, Granted, there's probably a lot you could say these days about the kind of cartoony consumerist packaging of warfare that those first two games did that is maybe a little unpalatable uh, at this point but i'm still pretty fond of it i will just say
2: for my part as someone who has really only gotten into tactics games in recent years i had been hoping they would do something with that series because i'd always really wanted to dig into it and i just never did back then advance
1: wars advance wars rules also again (laughs) i said it on the stream been given the side eye to Fire Emblem fans for years at this point <laughs> because they make a fucking Fire Emblem game every three months now. Yep. And they have not made an Advance Wars in a very long time. Mm. I guess Intelligent Systems picked their... They, they, cho- they chose their path and they stayed on it. Yeah. But at least there's this.
0: And that's, uh, that's this year. That's December. Mm-hmm. Early December. Yeah, like a, n- Nintendo
1: of everybody. Like as much as you hear about like, oh, the pandemic hit Nintendo's process is very hard. Like they... I think they announced more 2021 games than probably anybody.
2: They did. I mean, I will say that a lot of their stuff with the exception of a a couple of significant exceptions, a lot of that stuff was like, okay, this is not like Nintendo's biggest franchise,
1: you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's not marquee stuff for the most part. You're right. Like, yeah, like Mario 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 golf is the
2: closest we got to new Mario stuff. And like, I'm look, I'm looking forward to Mario golf and everything, but it's not like, (laughs) Hey, here's your next big 3d Mario platformer.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I did not expect to get any Breath of the Wild 2 stuff at all at this E3, so I was kind of shocked that we saw any of that.
0: You got a little nibble. Uh, You got some some hair flowing, and Link turned into a puddle of water and went up a mountain.
1: I mean, they showed gameplay, which is like, I figured if it did show up in any capacity, it would just be another very quick cinematic thing. So showing some hint of what that game actually is was kind of shocking to me, but um, it's like, it's that Majora's Mask situation, right? Of they do so few sequels to two specific Zelda games that are actually built on that game that you have to wonder like is it just going to be the same map again like are they going to add stuff are the mechanics going to evolve meaningfully like like everybody knows what Majora's Mask became right like it's right. <laughs> such a bizarre twist on what Ocarina of Time was so like that had kind of, that's kind of been my big question about this thing the whole time is like what are they going to do to Breath of the Wild 1 to make it different and I guess the answer is Sky Islands yeah which is kind he, of it's he, an interesting direction
0: yeah, like really the thing that stood out to me the most, because they had in their presentation before they got to this, they had showed a little bit more of the Skyward Sword uh, remake that's coming. So, you know, seeing seeing Link in the clouds or falling through the sky, I just saw that like, you know, four minutes ago in another thing. It was really when he turned into Liquid and then went up the mountain and uh, and came out the bottom of a plateau as Liquid uh, uh, Link, which was like, wow, wh- well, Link. what is <laughs> that's right like uh, punished link came out of uh, a thing yeah. like what what was that about
1: I, I mean there's all these people out there who are deep into the zelda lore such as it is saying like ah, oh, you could hear like midna sound effects when he used that ability and and like oh the designs look like twilight princess stuff there or something like huh like i there are fan theories are flying to and fro about like uh. oh you pl- you're actually playing as ganondorf in this one or whatever i what
2: I'm, Yes, it's get, it, there's some really buck wild stuff out there. I, I,
1: oh, I, I love it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it for a second. I think Nintendo was so conservative about that stuff.
0: They, uh, like, what did they say? Six years after the events of the first one? Was it six?
1: Oh, I don't remember that part. Uh,
0: it was some um, length of time. Uh, they also, in their Skyward Sword thing, and, and this isn't that big a deal, but I do love it when they referenced uh, the, the canonical Nintendo timeline of Zelda and said, uh, Skyward Sword is the first game in the in the timeline of Zelda and I was like you referenced it now talk uh, about the no link and link loses timeline and the splits and he won he failed ganon wins timeline I, we all, come on lay this all out get the flow chart got, out
1: they still got this will got copies of the high historia to sell i guess yeah
0: it's, it needs to be updated and revised yeah. with uh, uh, fresh stuff. So yeah, not a yeah, lot I mean, that they showed there, but yeah. they did show some.
1: I, I cannot, I just cannot bring myself to care about the like post hoc justifications for Zelda lore sure. across <laughs> I, across 35 years of games made by
0: different people. I love just, how they try to fit it in there. I mean, it, it's it's it's
1: amusing. It's it's an amusing exercise that they at least try. Um, but I think the the Sky Island stuff seems like a neat way to build on what they had before without just doing the exact same thing again. You know, it's like, I'm sure mm-hmm. they will- I'm sure they will utilize that landmass, that map from the first one, quite a bit. But I assume it'll be kind of a seamless, seamless traveling back and forth between all the stuff in the sky and, and mm-hmm. the land, which seems like it could be cool.
0: Yeah, I'd, if they if you can climb mountains in the rain, now that you're made of water, that's fine for me. That's all I yeah. need.
1: You see that? You see that sky island? You can fly there. Or <laughs> teleport there. Uh, what yeah. else, Brad? Um, Stalker Two seemed interesting. I've never it had played it. Best trailer either. of anything. Like it was. It was pretty pretty out there. That mm. trailer, the cinematic portion or the narrative portion of that trailer made an impression for sure.
2: Definitely. Um,
1: we talked about it on the talkover a little bit. Like, it definitely, they definitely made it look like kind of a modern cinematic Call of Duty-ish shooting game, like a shooter yes. early on in that trailer, which I don't know if that was an intentional bait-and-switch, because like, I think those games have always been like pretty hardcore survival shooters in my mind mm-hmm. from what I know of them. So, I hope they are not leaning too far in that direction, but...
2: I mean, one of those games with better shooting that still isn't necessarily the focus on shooting, I, I would not complain about. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Better yeah. shooting always welcome, of course, as long yeah. as they have not stripped out the more hardcore elements of that experience. But
2: but the rest of that trailer seemed like it, it kind of dug a little deeper into the weird stuff, which I liked.
1: Yeah, all the trappings around that made me really want to play that game, which I did Same. not expect uh, coming out of that at all. Um,
0: Where was that shown? Was that at the... Microsoft, Microsoft. At those, that was Microsoft. Right? That was like the those second early, trailer they showed. early...
1: Early on the Xbox stream. Okay. Yeah, that looked pretty good. That um, Metroid Dread looked neat. Yeah, uh, I, I just I love I played, that it exists. Yeah, it's, it's cool they're making it. I mean, I played a little bit of that last Mercury Steam Metroid, the remake of 2, I think it was, mm-hmm. that was on the 3DS. And, like, it was fine. It played well. Some of the stuff they did in that is coming back for this with, like, the kind of melee parries of enemies and stuff like that. Like, it played fine. I think this looks like it will also play fine. Like, it's nice that they're... I nice that they're doing a 2D Metroid.
2: I do like that they build it as Metroid 5, and then immediately we're like, okay, but it's actually called Metroid Dread.
1: Yeah, they've been doing that. Like, I I'd, I mentioned on the stream, like, I'm pretty sure Super Metroid starts with the title Metroid 3. Yeah. Uh, and I and think... Fusion was 4, right? I, forgot, I haven't played Fusion in forever, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
1: think Fusion says Metroid 4 at the front of it, so... Also, saw some word going around from, I think, the producer that this is, like, the end of the story arc about the metroids oh okay (laughs) i guess which like that feels like that feels like somebody making an alien movie and saying okay the xenomorph is done now (laughs) but we're still gonna keep making these like i don't know it's all
0: predators now all the way oh yeah
2: when metroid versus predator comes around they'll reboot the whole thing oh boy
0: um uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's gonna be pyramids ancient aliens (laughs) yeah uh metroid dread also had emmy is that the like uh, thing that is chasing you around the map, kind of like the oh the uh, robot yeah, the robot that you have to shoot with the big beam uh to kind of disable yes, yes, uh, yeah, almost
1: like a almost like a nemesis yeah or two Mr X kind of thing of just just like invincible stalker just kind of following you around all over
0: just kind of neat I don't did this the dread have a date i don't, I didn't catch it uh, uh, oh, I think it's october
1: October eighth yes, right, yes, yeah. yes, that is October. Man, you're right.
0: They did have the Nintendo.
1: Nintendo brought games that you will be playing um, sooner than later wild. this calendar year. In fact,
0: Breath of the Wild did not have a, a fixed. No, date though, right? no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they would.
1: They would okay. not dare.
0: Um,
3: they would uh, never but, live it down.
0: <laughs> I think maybe before we get to some of the stuff that wasn't there, Brad, Alex, you have uh, you have stuff that you want to call out that was maybe uh, um, big on your list or that we haven't yeah, talked you, about yet.
2: You guys covered a lot of them I will say uh you know Mario Rabbids uh Redfall uh replaced those are all ones that I was very much excited about um and you know like Advance Wars and WarioWare uh just a couple that also stood out to me um that game Somerville, which yes. is um, yes. appears to be a horror game or some kind of adventure game right. from one half of the founders of uh Playdead Playdead
1: yeah mm-hmm. yes I, yeah, I had cool. totally, yeah, Makers of Limbo and Inside, I had totally forgotten that there was some kind of some kind of creative split there, yeah, where one of the founders had left, and I guess must have started their own studio.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm,
2: lo- I'm looking forward to that one, for sure. Because
1: that, that one sure did, well, I don't know if they, did they flat out say at the top of that that it was, like, from a creator of Inside or something like that, or did we just assume from the way the game looked? Because it sure did look like
2: that. I think we looked it up, if I remember correctly, okay. and it was like, oh, it's this
1: studio, okay, okay. But also it really does look like that. Like it's yeah, a, it is very much a like sort of grim, austere, desaturated side scrolling puzzle platformer with some action, which is kind of exactly how I would describe inside. Yeah. Like definitely. it very much looks like looks like one of those, except set in Boston, I guess. And that's yeah.
0: um, <laughs> that's twenty twenty two with an Xbox console exclusive tag on it. I believe so, so yes. So Look for look for that. That was shown during the Microsoft one, I believe. Yeah, well, Yeah, Somerville. Uh,
2: Somerville. And it's then, spelled
0: S M O E R ville.
2: S O M E R. Yeah, no, I, I used to live in Somerville, so <laughs> I'm very I'm looking to see what the hell they did to that town. Uh, other than that, like a lot of the stuff that you know, it was interesting to me was was stuff that I kind of were already known quantities, like uh, you know, sable uh, tunic. Ali World were games that were already announced but got new trailers. Uh, in some cases they got demos, which I I tried out the uh, the Sable and and Tunic ones and, and I, I dug both of those. I like what they're doing with those games. Um Wait,
1: did, I'm sorry, did you say Ali Ali World? Yes, yeah. there's
2: an open world Ali game coming. What?
1: Yes, Why did I missed that. That's
0: interesting. That's yeah, that sounds it, sounds it cool. looks real neat. That sounds neat. They might have showed some of that in was that in Wholesome Games or Boy, might have been,
2: a... yes. Or might have been the PC Games world. One of those two.
0: Okay.
1: Ollie Ollie is the kind of Twee skateboarding mm-hmm. franchise if people don't know.
2: Well, it's yeah. about to not be the only one because that skatebird game is coming around. Skatebird. soon. soon. Yeah. Skatebird. Skatebird, skatebird looks, looks neat too. Skatebird looks neat. There's actually like a pretty neat little like cottage genre of like indie skateboarding games flowing around. There was uh, yeah. there was another one that just came there's out like, a couple of weeks ago that I haven't tried yet, but... Uh,
1: uh, there's there's Session that's been out for a while, I think.
2: Yeah, I didn't love Session, but I I respect what it's doing.
1: And there's another one of those that... Uh, the name... Skater XL. Oops. Skater XL, that's the other yeah. one. Yeah.
2: Also did not love that one, but again, respect what it's doing. It seems like it has, like, a pretty strong community behind it. Uh, But yeah, no, people want to make skateboarding games, and, you know... God knows we'll ever get another Tony Hawk remake. So
1: ah, uh, you know, based on recent going on.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna well, say
0: don't hold your breath. You're gonna get the Switch version, right? Of the well, of there's the well, remake. no, because I
2: already own it on two platforms, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. But I don't need I don't need the Xbox 360 version of that game. Um, and I'll just say this: like I, I'm looking forward to this one just because I like these games, and I will I, I will almost assuredly like this one. Though I think it's interesting what they're doing here. Forza Horizon 5, uh, oh, sure. which takes place in in Mexico this time. Interesting to me mostly because I guess I didn't realize this, uh, but Forza, turn 10 Forza, is not on the immediate horizon, so to speak. Uh, I thought that one would be due because that's usually the order they go in, but I guess what, what's happening is that that one has been like rebooted pretty hard. Hmm. So whatever they're doing with that one, they're not ready to show that uh and so i guess you know horizon kind of took the spot again and like you know this one looks good and they're they're doing some neat escalations of what they did in four but i was just i was expecting like okay here's your hardcore driving sim one and it's like nope check it out yeah crashing through mexico
1: yeah man like turn 10 was on such a steady cadence with those games like every two years for as long as i can remember that this is a long time for them to take off but i'm not against it No, like, I mean, if anything, like, they needed to go back to the drawing board, right? After making those games every two years for so long, like, you really need to rethink at some point, because... And
2: people got real mad at the economy, I think, in Forza 7, especially.
1: Yes, that stuff has not gone great for them for the last couple, I think. Um, like, I thought Horizon looked good, Horizon 5 looked fine. Yeah, looked fun. I mean, it it looked incredible, like, graphically, it was one of the best-looking games that got shown anywhere. Totally. Um it does look pretty iterative though over yes because they've also been cranking those games out at a city clip and like this looks like you know it's got a nice variety of environments and stuff in there but it does look very much like more horizon
0: there is something that makes me giggle about them showing it that looks like car gangs busting into all these uh uh, beautiful landscapes and towns just doing donuts around uh monuments and and canyons and stuff that's what
2: horizon is man the horizon (laughs) festival comes to your region (laughs) just just go like leave they are going to (laughs) fuck it up man they are going to defile everything that you know and love about this
0: space they have just enough like uh people in the thing like if they had no people ever rendered in the, in the scenes I would be like oh okay they're just not they just this is a made up world where there are no people but they have just enough people with their arms crossed standing on balconies kind of watching what's happening mm-hmm. that makes it look terrifying of like oh no they're back they've emerged from the ground and now this uh, RAV4 is going to be fucking tearing it up uh across Ooh. here
1: you saw you saw how many of those stone retaining walls got completely obliterated oh, before. Yeah. It's like it's like oh my my great 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 ancestor built that wall we've been tending Woo! this farm for Woo! 12 generations this cottage Woo! was built
2: in 1273 and guess what i just drove a hummer through it fuck you <laughs>
0: just, <sighs> just need a button that just throws a pack of doritos out as you yep. as you crash through just a Slurpee cup ejects out of the back the Horizon um, Festival must feed yes well, well, let me, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, how about if I run down the things we talked about here and then, uh, maybe we take a quick break and talk a little bit more about the E3 news, sure. uh, th- that happened because there was, believe it or not, there were a few things, there was some more. And then after that, we didn't do this at the top of the show, I forgot. And then after that, we'll talk about ratchet and some chicory after that, we're going to do, uh, the rundown of what to look forward to. But, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, metal, metal slug tactics, contraband, Rabid Sparks of Hope, that's 2022. Wireware Get It Together, that's September 10th of this year, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Slime Rancher 2, 2022. Um, uh, Redfall, 2022, that's that arcane game. Uh, 12 Minutes, which is August. Replaced, which is the, the name of the game I will continue to forget forever, that's 2022. Starfield, which has a date. You think it hits this date? november yeah. 11th okay yeah november eleventh, twenty 2022
1: they, i don't think they'd put that out there unless they were pretty confident
0: uh breath of the wild 2 no date advanced wars 1 and 2 reboot camp uh which is december 3rd stalker 2 heart of chernobyl which is uh march or sorry april 28th it looks like if, unless i got that wrong metroid dread which is october 8th uh and a ton of other games oh somerville Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, uh, 2022, and then Forza Horizon 5, which is actually this year, November 9th. Yes, it is. Um, some of the stuff we talked about there in case you missed the names of the games. How about we take a, take a quick break here and we'll be back with some of the other E3 announcements and some of the things that we were looking for that didn't show up at all. Uh, will, you, will you join me, Brad and Alex? I will. I all
1: will, right. unlike the games that didn't make it to E3, I will show up.
0: All right, we'll be back in just a moment. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad shoemaker Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions.
2: I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one. Place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. By going to rocketmoney.com/nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com/nextlander. rocketmoney.com/nextlander. Thanks Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by Express VPN, Alex Navarro Brad Shoemaker. You're not gonna walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're gonna put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's one leg at a time, like I always do. <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy, get in there, and then I was able to access. The internet. Let's say.
1: Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I
0: was. I had to access my GitHub account uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding. And then I'm sure, I used my Express VPN and then VPNed into my home computer.
1: Likely story.
0: Uh huh. And then uh, I watched. Uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos. Uh, you know, and it's That's fast. What they enough.
1: all it's, say.
0: It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD. Problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi, and they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com/slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com/slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash Nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we're back. Hello everybody. So sometimes it's it's the notes you don't play. It's the it's the things that don't show up that can be the story. Brad, what's some of the things that you uh were looking for that kind of for one reason or another maybe didn't show up at E3?
1: I wanted to see State of Decay three. Mm. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know anybody on the planet besides Mike Maharty who is into State of Decay as much as I am <laughs> but I really wanted to see State of Decay 3 Do we know what, it,
0: is, what is the known quantity of State of all, Decay? They
1: just, they just showed a, a cinematic trailer or whatever they announced that last year I think it was and maybe yeah. the summer Series X stream last year it okay. was just cinematics. Also like what makes State of Decay good doesn't really show in a press conference in any capacity yeah, so I almost don't know what they could have shown me that would have satisfied me because, like, mm-hmm. that, game, that game is about A, algorithmic, systemic nonsense, B, base management, <laughs> and neither, <laughs> neither of those are exactly, like, press conference tent poles, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, that's, like a, that's like an after show. We, uh, a traditional E3 after show. These, uh, these 40 people are going to go play State of Decay. Like, here's yeah. Snoop Dogg playing State of Decay 3. Yes,
1: uh the franchise has just been getting better with each installment. I mean, granted there's only been two of them, but um, Yeah. Well, well they, the they it was kinda, such
2: a leap over one.
1: It, it was a huge leap. I mean they did do that, I forget what they called it, some kind of kind of remastered ish edition of the first one. But yeah, like two was so much less impenetrable than the first one, which was like kind of a lot. Mm. Um It's just such a great marriage of management sim and open world hijinks and procedurally generated characters that are all idiots <laughs> mm-hmm. with really amazing ambient dialogue and quips and stuff. I love those games. I hope that, I hope that they are doing some interesting new stuff with that.
2: The fact that they keep uh, green lighting sequels leads me to believe that there are people there that believe in this series. And that makes me happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Microsoft bought undead labs. Like it's, it's kind of yeah. been a weird trajectory because the first game kind of blew up years ago and they immediately were out there in the wake of that going like, Hey, we're going to make an MMO out of it next. Hmm. And that kind of didn't materialize. And then they just made a two and then they got bought by Microsoft.
2: Well, that was always their original pitch, wasn't it? Like, I, I want to say when Undead Labs was founded, it was very much right. like we are going to make the ultimate zombie MMO.
1: I, I want to say that you might be right.
2: Yeah. And then they've kind of tried to kind of get back there, but then they keep making stuff that isn't quite that. But also, I don't hate the direction they've been going in at all.
1: No, no. Yeah. Like I said, those, those games have been getting closer and closer to fulfilling their potential.
0: Um, what else, Brad?
1: Uh, kind of wanted to know what was up with Everwild, that new rare game. Well, no they kinda, of I
2: think I think someone got out there and said what's up with Everwild.
1: Well, what there's is, reporting out there. I don't yeah. know if, you, if that's what you're referring to. I, that it's is what I'm conf- referring to. Certainly not confirmed by anybody at the at Microsoft or on the team, but uh they they did have a change of creative director, I guess late last year. Mm. And there there is some reporting floating around. I think Video Games Chronicle is the one that reported this, that like they have more or less fully restarted, rebooted that game internally.
2: Yeah. It was one thing, and now it's something very different.
1: Yeah. Which really sounds like it's falling in the wake of Sea of Thieves, which was also a game that is just very, like, open and improvisational and not super directed. Hmm. And it seems like, it seems like Everwild might be another one of those, except in a magical forest. Instead of on the high seas. I mean... We did get at least we got Jack Sparrow in Sea of Thieves.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you always wanted Which it was just, one of your big like, E3 predictions, and I'm so glad they fulfilled I just, it. I mean, just, after
1: the after the one two punch of Banjo Nuts and Bolts and Viva Pinata, <laughs> I will follow Rare to the ends of the earth. I will always want to know what they're up to.
0: Brad, I'm so sorry you couldn't get your state of uh, this is my this Dude, is my Johnny How many d- yours is actually
1: better than
2: the one in the trailer? So good job.
1: <laughs> like, when whatever anybody. Whenever any video game puts Jack Sparrow in it, how many fucking voice actors do you think they have to choose from? Because, like, there cannot be there cannot be a more overrepresented, like, boardwalk impersonator character oh, yeah. on the planet than Jack Sparrow, right? Walk Elvis.
2: Any There's any in Hollywood, there is a guy taking photos Total, as Jack dude, Sparrow. Like, like
1: every, every major urban area on the planet has, like, 18 Jack Sparrow's per capita. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all ready to voice him in your game.
0: Well, I can't wait to get uh Jack Sparrow impersonator uh, once we finally get all our Twitch stuff up and running. Every time somebody subs to have a Jack Sparrow <laughs> thing right. go off for 45 minutes. Oh, like, me, baby. Thanks for subbing. <laughs> I have a terrible Jack Sparrow. I just oh very, I'll just uh, leave it at that. For now. That's a for now, baby. You're, um, you're turning into Kojak. It's. <laughs> um brad i have some games here that i was uh uh hoping to see but maybe maybe i'll stick with the microsoft stuff you, you set me yes. straight fable
1: um yeah you're right actually i mean I, w- I wasn't like dying to see that but i'm a little surprised we didn't hear anything about it mm. because it feels like it feels like the rumors about um god what is it? playground games right that's mm-hmm. the name of the yeah forza horizon studio in australia The the rumors about them spinning up a second team to make that new fable game have been around for like years at this point they're uk
2: based i don't know where their oh, second team is but yeah they're uk based
1: wait maybe may, let me see maybe it's just that that second team is in australia it could be
2: i, don't, I, I that's the thing i don't know what the second team is i just know that like the big thing with horizon 4 was like we're saying it's the uk because it's our home mm. that was their right. pitch
1: right you're right you're right about that uh I'm trying to fact check myself now. Talk amongst yourselves.
0: Okay. By all means. Another Well, another one that uh, in, in the kind of that, that vein was, um, have we heard anything about Perfect Dark aside from like the tease stuff? No,
1: I mean, they just announced it at the Game Awards last year though. So that's kind of, that was kind of like the last major hit, news hit,
0: right? Uh, right. Okay. So is that just so, like, we got a little bit to go here. Was that maybe? Just yeah, very, that's also,
1: early? I mean, that's coming out of that Microsoft Santa Monica studio. What is the name of that? I can never anybody help me out here? No,
2: I don't remember at all. I didn't even know they had one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So do you remember You remember that E3, like, two? E3? The Initiative. The Initiative. The that.
2: Oh, so, them. Okay. Remember, I didn't know they were Santa that, Monica.
1: Remember that, like, mildly infamous Microsoft E3 press conference where they just announced one acquisition after another? like six Yes. <laughs> that yes. was part of that. They were like, hey, we bought Double Fine, and we bought Playground, and we bought Undead Labs. Mm. Also, we're starting this thing in Santa Monica where there happens to be a whole lot of good video game development talent. <laughs> already around um anyway like that studio hasn't even been around that long so i bet i bet they've got a ways to go on that game
0: yeah um what is this what is ea's current e3 situation in terms of announcements that was it
1: yeah battlefield is all they showed they're they're supposedly doing something later in the summer
0: okay so it's okay so i'm gonna there's some stuff um I'll just skip over e- e- Sony and EA for me at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: they, they were basically absent here.
0: Um, what else was there? Oh, that Indiana Jones thing. I thought maybe we might get something on that. Uh, the, the machine games thing. Uh, yeah, Indiana I think Jones that's far and...
2: enough away that we're probably not getting anything for a while.
0: Yeah. um, I don't. I don't think I expected to see any Beyond Good and Evil two at this point. I don't, or even like hear mention. But I w- yeah, um, I know. wasn't
2: looking for an actual demo from that thing because I just that that's wholly unrealistic. This, but I was might, my, I was just wondering if they were gonna mention it.
1: I think this might this might be the point where I stop saying like, "Hey, I saw somebody play that game. Like it existed at one point because I'm not sure it exists anymore."
0: Yeah. Um. What's the um. Alex, I feel like you always remember the name of this game, and I always forget it. the The H.R. Geiger uh, drippy um, game. uh Scorn. Scorn. Yeah, that was that was shown last year. So they did a big, I want to say,
2: gameplay demo of that late last year. Maybe part of like some of the Keeley stuff or something. I I want to say it was like a twenty minute debt like walkthrough demo of just someone playing that thing. Scorn. And Scorn, but uh, yeah, I I, I think that's a next year game, if I'm remembering correctly, but uh, I, I want to say that maybe after doing that, they were just, like, maybe not apt to just do another one of
0: those. Hmm. There was one other one. Hold on, I have a list here.
2: Well, the one thing I will say is that, for for my part, I wasn't really that worried about the games that weren't there, mostly because knowing the COVID stuff, knowing every, yeah. the way development schedules have been impacted... And how much of this year's E3? I'm gonna I'm gonna accept Microsoft and Nintendo from this because I think they mostly delivered on, hey, here's some stuff that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these conferences really just felt like proof-of-life videos. Like <laughs> a little bit. But like very much in the context of like, we wish we didn't have to show this yet, but here's mm-hmm. something because we're here, we're doing a presentation, and we have to give you something. Like that whole embracer group thing. Was just littered yeah. with the stuff that clearly was not ready for prime time. Like the, you know, the Square Enix thing, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, really didn't seem like it had a lot. Like it just felt like a lot of stuff was just not there and maybe it just shouldn't have been there at all.
1: You mean to tell me you don't want to kill Chaos? Not anymore. <laughs> we already did, actually. Yeah. I killed him. I killed Chaos. Oh, you mean Chaos?
2: Well, you oh, killed man. Garland, who wanted to become Chaos. Oh, we he, don't know what happens after that.
1: He'll get there, don't worry. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's totally, totally understandable for any game to not be there, like, to yeah. be clear mm-hmm. this is this was more just stuff that I was really hoping or we were hoping to see sure. and didn't.
0: Yeah, there were there were a ton of things, and especially um, I, I was trying to spend some time catching up with the wholesome games uh, lineup. Uh, and there I mean, there's got to be like 40 games that they uh, showed. I don't know if all were announced, but I was looking through a list and it was just. But definitely some were just not new. Announcements. Yeah. I, I feel like Holy between cow. the
2: indie offerings and the smaller publishers, the Annapurna's and, and devolvers and what have you, like they, they almost over delivered in a way, just like the sheer volume of, of interesting looking stuff that came out of those spaces.
0: There's a game on this list called paparazzi and that's all right. There was a, yeah. there was a game as I was scrolling through games that I, I missed here. That was called uh, robo dunk. And that looked all right. Uh it's a game called lo- death trash. Death Trash. I am fascinated by Death Trash. Roboco is another game. There's there's just a lot. There's a lot there's a there. Lot. Um, Floppy lake. Nights. Lake. 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 Want to drive a mail truck into a lake? Lake is, I is don't your game.
1: want to do that.
0: Everybody has thought about driving a mail truck into a lake. This I is the fulfillment that games can uh, bring. the you.
1: magic of video games. Do video you games
0: bring <laughs> dreams to life. <laughs> You want to go to space and like be a, be a Han Solo simulator and do whatever? Yeah, that's for one person. How about the person who just wants to drive a mail truck into a lake? You just want to, you want to send federal property into the drink? <laughs> we got
1: the game for you. Lake. It's lake.
0: Um. So yeah, I I thought it was um uh, for what E three was this year and what I expected it. I think it was it was fine for me like was there fine. were was there were enough really good well put together press conferences and just reels of games and a lot of nice announcements and a lot of stuff to look forward to and for something it felt very nice to see whether they were ready to show or not developers out there talking about their games and 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 people hard at work trying to make some real real interesting things the space seems hey there's never been a better time to hotly anticipate a game there's never been a better time to play them. Now, a lot of really different things coming out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there was a who's, I think it was Embracer Group's Koch Coach Koch uh thing <laughs> where it was just like, oh, these are all like shooters. Are, a lot of these are just shooters. Um, but then you, you move over and it's just like, oh, now there's a whole variety of just like indie. Uh, what is that one that um, I mentioned before? Alex, you and I were talking about it. That l- looks like the it's won't one not the band. Yeah, the pop group one. Um, OFK, is that it? We are OFK. Yeah, That looks cool. There's a bunch of stuff coming out. It's a pretty exciting time. I feel very positive. I'm excited. Never been a better time. Never been a better time. Uh, And now I'm going to take the gear shift here. Let's talk about some games that we actually have played for a little bit here. Uh, One big one, the big one I think that all of us have spent some time in, is that Ratchet and Clank hmm up your rift
1: that's mm, grab that's your arsenal rift
0: ass Rift, rift ass. they have rift uh, a rift apart yes rift apart hey listen i uh, don't blame me ratchet and clank made a whole franchise about cheeky names and now they're just now they've gone mainstream and they're uh uh they're like oh we gotta gotta clean it up a little bit let's just let's just bit. go with the ripped apart pun like Ratchet and Clank. Then there was Going Commando. Then there's Up Your Arsenal. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was Quest for Booty. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, there's a, I forgot cr- about- a crack in time.
1: Like completely forgot about Quest for Booty and Tools yeah. of Destruction. Yeah. Don't blame don't blame me, all right, folks. Dude, they have made a lot of Ratchet games. Holy crap. They have.
2: So I would actually like to start this off, what is uh for the, maybe the folks at home who are not over familiar with our backgrounds, what is our experience with the Ratchet series between us?
1: I've I've never played a Ratchet game to completion. Okay. I was I was very much on the Jack and Daxter side <laughs> of that divide. That that war well, for yeah, or... play that war for PlayStation Two platforming dominance.
0: Okay. I think I, you, guess you, I chose you, you got out I pretty the early th- then.
1: I, I, I chose the losing side because Jack and Daxter did not really make it off of the PS2. No. <laughs> um, it was a PSP,
0: PSP, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah, right?
1: yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, always, I, always, always been adjacent to them because like we, you know, they were around back in the day. I always saw them and dabbled with them a little bit, but.
0: Okay. I really enjoy the Ratchet and Clank series. I think I've played most of them and beaten most of them. I don't know if I finished that 2016 one the 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 kind of reboot one yeah um, yeah I should I was as I was playing this one I was like I'm not sure I finished that other one there maybe are some references here that I feel like I should be getting that I'm not getting but um, for the most part I'm pretty sure I went through all of them
2: okay and I've played I, I definitely finished the first couple and I've definitely played most of them at least chunks of them I think the PS3 era I didn't really touch too much. But I did I did at least touch a couple of those games, I think. If I remember correctly, I the lineage is like I said, there's been a lot of them, but then there also weren't a lot of them for a while. There was kind of a yeah. gap. Um and I didn't finish the remake, but I got pretty far into it. Uh, this one, I think I'm gonna finish this one. It's
0: good. You're it's gonna, also you're gonna, finish? Also, you're gonna, gonna finish, finish it. You're uh, gonna finish also, it. it's also it's also very tough because they I feel like they've kind of rebooted the franchise multiple times at this point. There was that whole yeah, future series. Yes. And then
1: it, I was, I was just looking on Wikipedia and they break it out into like the future timeline and the, you
0: know? Yeah. So it's a little tough in my head to get the canonical. There's the movie. I don't know if you guys right. remember that. Um, so I, re- I really like the ratchet and clank franchise. I, so let's talk about ratchet and clank ripped apart. apart. Um, and my, my, uh, kind of, I'm not finished with it yet. I've got many, many hours in it. um, I'm trying to collect everything and I think they do a pretty good job of calling out the collectibles, the golden boat, bolt, golden bolts on the mm. map. Um
1: unless you change it to a can of overdrive from sunset overdrive.
0: That's right. Uh, which is a well,
1: bizarre and amazing little touch.
0: I think those are the uh that those are the nuts and bolts you can pick up, right? Like the yeah, so those uh, are collectibles. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh the currency, right? You can change to the can or or um does that no, change no, no, mine no, it to is, coins? It's,
1: it's the bolts. The bolts are the ones that can become the overdrive. Also, oh, did okay. you see did you see that the, the, uh, the latent Sunset Overdrive Twitter account tweeted for the first time in like six years last no, week? No, no. With the release no. of this game? I don't know if it was just a dumb tie-in to this little collectible thing in, in this game. But yeah, like mm. the Sunset Overdrive. I mean, it was got, a good game. Got a, got a, got a bad rap. I yeah. think that game is better than a lot of people give it credit better for. Better to be. I don't know that they're going to actually bring it back in any capacity at this point, but consider Sony owns Insomniac now. But yeah, yeah like probably not. Yes, I, this, this game goes all the way into the just like, you know what? We're just going to annotate every single collectible on the map. We're going to let you slap a fat arrow on them to show you exactly where they are. We're going to let you know exactly how many of each one there is in each area. Like they do yeah. not care about obscuring collectibles from you. They're like, hey, you want to, you want to 100% this game on your first run? Here you go. Like, here's all the information.
0: So I, I do have one grievance with the way they're doing it. Um uh they, so they do so if you're in the proximity of something it'll pretty much show up on your map and it'll be marked there and then you can tag it and then in in the gameplay view you can kind of see it pinned on your map uh with where it is it basically just puts a waypoint there um there are things you can't get to especially golden bolts you can't get to until later on in the story and you have to come back to a map even though it shows you it on your map which can be frustrating um, uh, and the first time that happened, I spent a really long time trying to figure out how to get to this thing. Finally, I looked it up and, it, uh, and somebody was like, oh, you have to come back here later after a story event. And so that put in my mind, planted the seed of, oh no, how many of those are there? Do I have mm-hmm. to look all these up when I'm just having trouble finding one or am I not, am I not just doing the thing? Uh, so I, I don't know how many, did you guys get up to the the planet where you get the, a, um the rocket shoes uh yes. and you can boost on the rocket shoes so there are the there are some things that are high elevation and you can use the rocket shoes to kind of jump uh, off these big ramps to get those things but you have to find the ramp for it uh mm-hmm. and so sometimes i was like oh is there is this something i'm going to come back later and get or am i just not finding the ramp there was also um a part and there's going to be some minor spoiler stuff in here, but I'm not going to spoil anything too big. There's a part where uh, Rivet, who is the kind of alternate dimension ratchet, uh, is able to ride on the back of this dragon thing to go and collect uh, certain f- food for Wait, the dragon.
2: Are you talking about the? Oh, OK. So this is a must be a different thing because I was thinking about the time when she was riding on what appear to be weird uh, swamp snails.
1: Speed, speed snails.
2: Yeah, yes. This is,
0: yeah, it is. Uh, It is in that area with the mort's, uh, the mort's. Okay. One of them, one of them is taking care of this, like a little baby dragon ish thing. Uh, okay. And you can fly around on the back of it. And there are certain ones that are like, I, I can't get this one. I'm trying a million times trying to get this one. And it doesn't tell you. But like, if you collect enough of these things, suddenly your dragon thing can breathe fire. And then you can finally get them. And it's like, oh, that's not communicated well. That, that's that's a, that's kind of annoying as somebody who's trying to collect everything. Right. That's kind of an annoying mm-hmm. thing. I did have Um, the,
1: in the very, in the first Nefarious City, the very first one of those I ran into, I did have Ratchet just, like, very blatantly go, like, that doesn't look like something I can get to yet,
3: mm -hmm. but that's the only
1: time I've, it's with the the kind of magnetic tracks on on the, the magnetic tracks on the walls, where you get the glove that you can, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's, like, right at the beginning of the game, but I have not had him do that again, and I have also... I've also run into some weird ones where it's like, oh, I'm just, I am just—I actually got one of them by dying. Like, <laughs> I jumped under a platform and that. Oh, that I area got with one. The- yeah, the area with the how do you how are you supposed to get that one in the spaceport? I don't know. I die too. Yeah, like the space the alien spaceport place. Yeah. I just saw it under the platform. I'm like, yes. you know what? It looks like I can double jump and dash under there and just barely get it before I die, yeah. and that's what I did, and it worked. Whatever. Yeah, I
2: mean, considering I how un- unpunishing death is in those yes. games, it wouldn't even be surprising It was like, nope, you're just supposed to die there. Yeah,
1: dude, this is the most me thing ever. And I mean, I, I assume leveling weapons is a major ratchet thing. Is that something mm-hmm. they always do? Mm-hmm. When you fight that second uh, on the the planet with the morts when you fight yeah. that second uh, giant dinosaur thing. Yes. When you fight that thing, it spawns those purple frogs forever. Yes. Okay, yes. And you, sa- and you save all your weapon XP progress when you die.
0: Oh, you're farming? Sp- farming that. I just I
1: spent like half an hour <laughs> redoing that fight over and over just grinding XP on my weapons, which is a really... It's good. Amazing use of my time.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I-, I really, really like the game. I think, I think on normal mode it is it is kind of a cakewalk uh it is not it is not particularly challenging even the puzzles are not particularly challenging in ways that are like oh these these but i don't mind it like i'm not looking for that level of challenge i think kind of to your what you did there brad like i do want to level up those guns as quickly as possible the um i always like the ratchet stuff when it works it's magic in letting you or pushing you to experiment with your weapons because you have so many of them. You, get, you wind up with so many, and it's very easy to fall back on this level three blaster now that can split into three shots, and you're like, oh, I can take guys down easily here until I run out of ammo. But when it pushes you into using these other more exotic weapons, I always think that's really where it shines. Do you guys have a favorite weapon so far, or do you have a top three? Mm, uh, like a charge beam. Yeah, the charge okay. beam is real good.
2: I I'm very fond of the uh what is it, Mr. Fungus?
1: Mr. Yeah, Shroom. The party yeah. time. What does yeah. that thing do? Uh,
2: he right. goes around and he annoys enemies. So he basically like draws aggro while also oh, doing okay. damage. And then okay. when you upgrade it, Ms. Fungus comes along <laughs> and so there's two of them at once. And I'm wondering if a baby comes along at, at like once you fully level it up, but yeah. It's yeah, kind of, like I, I've been
3: using
1: the I've been using like the topiary sprayer with the charge beam like you kind that of thing lock, is everybody, incredible. lock everybody down and then just blast them all with this huge beam it's pretty it's pretty fun
0: oh that's funny that's a that's kind of a later one that I got uh I was like oh, I'm gonna skip this one I'm gonna get the uh the the other one the 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 charge beam and, and yeah then I never went back I only got the topiary when I had extra money because it looked silly to me uh the charge beam I really like I really like the uh electricity gun uh, I, I use mm-hmm. that with the chain lightning gun. I think that one is super useful um I thought I was gonna really like that drill one that locks on to enemies, but I have found that it <laughs> what I'm going to call the d p s on that gun to be limited, mm-hmm. where like it takes a long time to lock on and then fire where I can get so much more damage and a lot of this stuff is for me, is easy to see when you're fighting the bosses, and you can just see the percentage you're taking off over time on some of those bosses. Where you're like, "Man, I could chew through this guy with some shatter bombs pretty easily," instead of doing this other stuff. I have, I
1: have, I have killed almost every boss with my fully upgraded pea shooter. Yeah, the, the basic, pea shooter, the, like that thing does, does so much damage at level five. Like it's just the fastest way to kill
0: all the bosses. So you have away. it where it splits into three when you hold it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing is. And I, is and wild. I, I
1: put a bunch of upgrade points into it too, so it just kind of melts stuff
0: uh on the ps5 i'm gonna say well it is on the ps5 but it's only on the ps5 yeah so some of the fun stuff on the ps5 even more than the riffs and like the the riffs are the things we knew that were gonna happen so like oh look at the power of the loading time like you can zoom across a map and the streams and that's very fun but i'd say going from planet to planet is great that stuff transitions pretty quickly rivet or ratchet get in their ship shut Mm -hmm. the shield launch and then hit, you know, there's maybe 15, 20 seconds and you're back on another planet with with somebody else. That stuff to like, me is great. I, I thought
1: Miles Morales was impressive at launch in terms of the speed of getting into the game. But this is noticeably faster. Yes. Like, from from launching from interface, PS5 interface, to being running around in the game is, like, maybe yeah. five seconds or something. Like, it's wild.
2: It's, it's amazing if, like, to me, like... They've said, obviously, they were very upfront about, like, this is a huge gimmick of the system. This is a thing we want games to take advantage of, you know, the ones that are platform-specific. But I don't think any of us truly understood what that meant until we saw mm. it in practice. It's like, oh, no load times. Yeah, great. That sounds, you know, sure, whatever. I, I tried, but in I tried practice, to practice <laughs> In practice,
1: Nobody it really
2: does me. change the whole dynamic of how you play Nobody games because t- there's no breaks.
1: Nobody listens to big because you could look at what the transfer rates were they were quoting and see how much memory that thing has and just yeah. put, do the math of, like... Oh, it only takes like five seconds to fill the memory of this thing from the drive. Like, um, it, It's
0: very, it's very like, helpful. It's making me play games differently where I, yeah. um, I'm okay getting out of a zone if I don't collect everything because I can get back into that zone so quickly. I can right. go back I, to a I, I,
1: I still, I mean, we still have not even seen developers scratch the surface of that stuff, though, because if you go back and watch that, and this is a very me thing, but I <laughs> was watching that CERNY presentation again from from GDC last year, the kind of virtual GDC. And, like, he's in there talking about, you know, like, that transfer rate is fast enough to exceed the speed that you might pan a camera around in first person, right? So, right. like, they could, literally, they could literally be predicting where you're going to turn the camera in a first person situation and be loading assets ahead of that. You know, like, this is, you know, these are still traditional, like, self-contained levels, you know, they load in and you run around in them and that's it. But, like, I think by the end of this generation, we are going to be some, seeing some truly mind-blowing stuff done with that, with that storage.
0: I think they tinker with it a bit with the um, not not the rifts that kind of zoom you across the map so much, but the alternate dimension ones yeah, where right? you you, you kind of pop into those. There's the, no load time at all. Yeah, the, um, the boss
1: fights that'll throw you into a completely different area. Yeah, well, there's like that. They, there's, they, there's, also, back,
2: there, there's that level where you get the drill where it's like you're banging on those crystals regularly yeah, and it keeps yes, shifting you between yes. you know the 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 version of the planet that has exploded and the one that yes. hasn't.
0: Yes, that stuff. Yes, and it transfers immediately, and yeah. like you know, it doesn't have to do doesn't have to do a trick where you go through a time warp or a tunnel warp to get to the next thing. It just does it yeah. immediately, and and you do it quickly. Like there, are, I, I wrote down in my notes here, uh, blast processing, because this is definitely a, it is a fast game when you're on some of these rails and you're running around, and and it's it's smooth. I've been playing on um, not the performance but the quality mode. Really, uh, you know, the oh, fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, all about yeah. the fidelity. No kidding. Yeah, listen. Oh man, I know. Listen, this as is why it's great it's to have multiple consist- perspectives.
2: If it's a solid, consistent thirty, I always go for for quality.
0: I am
1: I am so torn about the way they have, are starting to present this stuff because, like, they ask you when you start a new game. It's not on. Well, I guess it's better for them to come out and ask you than to expect you to dig into med- menus and find this stuff. But sure. like, when you go to start a new game, it is not just "Hey, you're in the game now." It is <laughs> "Do you want to play fidelity? Do you want performance mode?" <laughs> do you want performance RT mode? Uh, And it's like, yeah, again, this is not everybody, but like my first instinct when I see that stuff is like, well, I need to go sit at the computer for 30 minutes, looking up the digital foundry breakdown of what all these modes mean, because I need to play it. I need to play it on the exact mode that I want to see (laughs) the most. Give me the best mix of performance and like scene density or whatever. And like, it just introduces anxiety into the process of like, I don't know. You're not telling me quite enough about which one I think I want to use.
2: Yeah, like, their modes are fairly descriptive of what they are doing, you know, like, like this has ray tracing, you know, there's a slight texture difference, what have you, yeah. but yeah, I, I will say that, again, the thing that drives me the most nuts about this generation so far is that we have not gotten away from that half-step generation thing of, hmm. here are your options, sometimes they're well spelled out, sometimes they very much are not, uh, like, I just, I would love it if there was just a consistency, like, this is what we targeted, it's 30 frames, it looks great, this is what the game looks
1: like. Well, I mean, I, I, that I don't want. I, 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 I was just about to say I'll, I will absolutely take this situation over locking it to 4K30 and just leaving it alone. Okay. Like, I, I, because, because I very much appreciate playing this game with the smoother frame rate.
0: Uh, so which one are you playing in? Are you playing in Perform, the...
1: Performance RT... okay
2: Okay, so you're doing the high frame rate with some ray tracing turned on
1: right like the main the main anxiety there is that there is some wording in the description of that one that's like oh there's some reduced scene density and reduced effects and it's like what am i missing out on i need to know
0: (laughs) you'll never know it's fine Uh, i at least i know i'm missing out on 30 frames uh you don't know even know what you're missing out on Um, Uh, so i think i think overall i really am enjoying this game quite a bit my kids are enjoying it as well I think the difficulty curve for them is is spot on uh, as as well. I I enjoy the dimensional stuff. That's always a, a fun for me. I'm not too sick of it yet. I think the differences between Rivet and Ratchet, um, you know, gameplay wise, are non-existent. They're they actually even they literally be- get the same abilities. Yeah, they get the same ability. I thought there would be more, but they have like you, you unlock
1: weapons. You unlock weapons on one, and they just immediately show up on the other. It's like and even stuff like literally the same, yeah. Literally
0: the the same, same, same character. deal. Yeah. yeah. And and they um, they I think they kind of hand wave it away in like a narrative way where you go to Mrs. Zircon and she's like, oh you know this was bought somewhere else and like oh, it's somebody on, put your, it on it's your, your account. So, somebody yeah.
1: gifted you a subscription to the negative collider or whatever. That's mm-hmm. right,
0: yeah. So it's like okay, you know, even even these rocket boots that were okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's not a big deal. Um, but I've enjoyed it so far. I'm curious to see where the story goes. Of course, these games have a fantastic animations and and voice acting and i think that these uh, they have had in the past i recommend to anyone who is enjoying this to go back and play that 2016 game it's it, oh, it's it's, great. it
3: help,
0: holds up really well and i think the um if you have a ps5 go play it on there it's it's uh it's look it's a looker yes yeah, yeah. so it looks fantastic I,
1: i'm i i'm enjoying it i like the 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 art design and the tone and you know just the charm and writing and all that stuff are are fantastic like as a video game, it is pretty, I, I think of it as, like, comfort food. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty meat and potatoes. Like, it's oh, not,
2: is, I saw someone describe it as the best PS2 game ever made, that's, and, like, like that's, that's not that's literally,
1: that's literally, I was playing it last night, and I'm not, like, knocking it necessarily. No, but, no. like, there's not, with, like, you know, those, those environment transitions, those rapid loads accepted, there's not a lot in here that you probably wouldn't have seen on the PS3 probably. It's, it's it the is little, like,
2: I mean, it's, it's the which, things like... Which the, is fine. The feed, like the force feedback stuff, you know, the adaptive also, feedback yeah. stuff is really yes. good. That was, adds was a I, lot of impact to the combat.
1: Uh, that the might be the best use of the DualSense haptics I've seen on the PS5 so far, that that yeah. dance club, the dance club in that first city. Oh, it's great. Get, when you get close to uh, that dance club, like, the haptics don't feel like, oh, they're faking vibration in this mm-hmm. controller. It actually feels like there is a giant speaker somewhere that is thumping the floor. There is a womb of your womb kind of coming out of it. Like they, like they nail that vibration, that feeling of like loud sound thumping through walls in that thing. Like it's really impressive. But yeah, and this um, is like
2: a this is a real visual showpiece for that system. Like it's not that there haven't been other really great looking 4K games on there, but like the sheer volume of stuff flying around that screen, not just the environment, just like you know shit exploding when you're in the middle of combat it's almost a little overwhelming. Like it's almost a yeah. little too much. I will say my girlfriend who has been more rapt attentive to this game than a lot of other stuff I've played recently has been like, I love this. There is so much happening on screen. It is maybe too much for me to follow what is actually happening in the action.
0: Uh, I probably have the unpopular opinion, but if you, if you share my thoughts out there, let me know. Sound off. I'm not completely sold on the, uh, um, the resistive triggers on kind of
1: with you actually. Okay. I've, I've been finding some of the, you know, like the, the pull halfway to shoot one barrel, pull all the way to shoot two. Like I, I I never quite intuitively know where that divide is. It's like, I'm not quite sure if I am pulling it halfway or all the way. Sometimes I'm
0: just not sure. I like the feel like sometimes it feels like I'm breaking something. Yeah, (laughs) Like I'm, I'm like clunking through something in a way that's like, ah, Okay. Well, I,
1: you know what? I I definitely don't recommend that you watch a teardown of those triggers, then, because you will see exactly what is in there <laughs> providing that resistance, it's and it little, is plastic. It's little puppies. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like
0: <laughs> you're crunchy. If, you, if you're
1: worried, if you're worried that you're breaking something in there, don't look at what's inside of there. <laughs> so. I th- yeah.
2: I think I'm getting used to it. Like I, I definitely was in that place when that system launched, and I was playing like the first things, and I mean, I've had that like re- the returnal certainly, where I've been like, I'm not really sure about how this feels, but. I think with time, and provided these controllers don't just start breaking and mass at some point, mm. we'll get used to it. It's just a different way of thinking about how you use trigger stuff, and I think that yeah. it'll get there.
0: Like I developers wanted-
1: will f- finesse the implementation. Like there are settings in the system yeah. options yeah. where you can like set the sensitivity on that stuff. Like there are ways to to make it better.
0: I think I want it less mushy or something. I don't know that when you like break through and then like I want it like a real. Sometimes I want to slam that trigger. I don't. I, but uh, I'm not. I'm not all the way there yet. But I do think this game is a, a load of fun. Um, I, I I'm not. I think I'm more than halfway done at this point. Like uh, I think I,
2: I'm. I'm about the halfway point.
0: Like my percentage meter, and I've tried to collect everything I can. Those suits are interesting too. The I. I, I I should look in the options and see if there's a way to turn the voice modulation off. If you have a helmet, I don't love that. If you're wearing a helmet, it kind of muffles the voice a little bit, and I wish you can just turn that off. And I should check in the options and see if it's something in there. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. The suits give you, if you don't know, the suits give you kind of these passive bonuses on on them. Uh, if you collect the whole set, uh, and then. Cosmetically, they're okay. They're fun, mm-hmm. but uh I don't. I think the game looks well enough as it is out of the box. I did buy the upgraded version. Got those three suits just because. Uh, Boy, they okay.
1: really, they really <laughs> upsell you on that thing right there. At the title screen work, sure work for me. me. It's literally, literally, just like two, maybe three button presses away from just buying the extra ten dollar pack.
0: Yeah, I got it. I did it. Um, those suits, uh, by the way, if you're wondering, Vinny Tip, those suits do not have bonuses. They are purely cosmetic. Oh, yeah. They it are, is good they... to know. That's, hmm, I'm not sure. Yeah. How I feel Maybe not worth
2: that. $10 then. Um,
0: they look all right, but like, yeah, no bonuses on those suits. Mm. Uh, so good to know. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 neat. It's like, even
1: pandemic notwithstanding, this is the kind of game you expect to see in the first six months of a console. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a very tried and true design. There's not a lot that is like wildly innovative there. It's just made really well for the yeah. most part. With a couple of exceptions, like, especially in that first area, I found myself trying to grapple up on top of boxes and getting stuck in like a permanent falling animation Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. and i also had this thing crash my ps5 harder than anything has crashed that thing like i had to i had to pull the plug out of the wall to turn the ps5 off it was so hard locked like i couldn't even hold the power button down to get it to shut off and then then i lost like and then i and then i lost like when i rebooted it i had lost like an hour of progress on my that really stinks it was it was bad
2: Yeah, I've noticed a couple of things, but it's, like, very minor stuff. Like, like you said, sometimes those animations getting locked up in, like, falling animations. Uh, I've noticed a lot of, like, dialogue triggering, like, two different dialogue things Mm -hmm. trigger at the same time. Like, if you go to a place and this thing starts, but then you you hit a crystal or go to another rift, like, it'll, it'll layer that dialogue in a way that is not great. But I haven't run into anything major. Like, it's just been little stuff like that.
0: I, um, my kids actually ran into uh, an animation bug where uh, rivets arm would not be holding the weapon and would be speak kind of out of sync with the weapon. So it'd be clipping through her body until they died. Ooh. And they both ran into that in a weird way huh. on different saves. I never ran into it. I had a couple of Morts T-posing, but I just figured that's what Morts do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I listen. love the
2: Morts. I
3: love Mort's- them.
0: Morts are great, and if they want to T pose, that's fine. I figure that's just the cost of doing some quick traveling around that map. Maybe I was moving too fast. Those speed st- snails, whatever they are. The, the... Look,
2: the morts, they work hard. They t pose hard.
0: <laughs> that's right. So overall, I'm gonna say I'm really, really uh uh on the next lander scale. Uh a th- a thumbs up. I don't know. We don't have a scale. It's good. I, I don't up. I don't
1: know if I should say this, but the thought occurred to me while I was playing it last night because I will never escape this mentality. I was like, you know what, I'd give this a four
0: yeah sure yes i i would so far it might I would be a say, five for me we'll see where, where yeah. i end up but i would say so far a four it could make it to a five by the end here if everything wraps up well um I, I, i'm really enjoying it. i'm having a lot of fun with it fun with it it's a game i want to keep going back to to finish absolutely um, the other game i've spent a little bit of time with is chicory uh, a colorful which, tale a colorful tale uh, which is a game that came out I want to say last week or last this week. week? Yes. I'm yeah. uh,
1: pretty sure it was last week. It was the end of uh, last week. So ch- Yes, that is right.
0: Alex, you played some of this. Brad, you played a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I got this to the a- second chapter. Yeah, I'm I'm also in chapter two.
0: I'm a little bit deeper in. It's a uh the mechanic in that game is uh you are you kind of come about being the wielder, which is somebody who can use this magic paintbrush in a world where all the color has uh, vanished. Uh, that's kind of the initial setup. And you use the the brush to kind of uh, not only just color in this coloring book world, but to kind of solve some puzzles. And, and they kind of introduce those slowly, some of the mechanics. Uh, for example, early on, there's one where certain plants will grow if they're colored in. Uh, they will shrink down to buds if they are not colored in, and you can paint and and kind of suck color out of things and erase that color to solve puzzles. Um, I reached a point a little bit later on where the, the mechanics get a little bit more complicated, but it is it is pretty... It, I think it is relying a lot more on the charm than necessarily the deep mechanics of the game.
2: Yeah, I would say that for sure. It's It's a game that, you know, like... I showed like I my girlfriend was just like, hey, there's this other game I'm gonna try playing. And she looked at like the initial like load icon, which is just, you know, the little dog with the paintbrush. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh that looks amazing. That looks adorable. Yeah. I want to try that. And it's it's that. I mean it's it's here are very cute animal characters and this painting mechanic. And, you know, they kind of built a little bit of like a, you know, kind of action RPG kind of thing going yeah you know, where it's, you're just it's kind like of wandering an
0: overworld.
1: Th- yeah, it's like kind of kind of top down Zelda. Yeah sort of view
0: yeah pretty pretty basic controls though um you know it is a it is a it feels like a smaller game so like if you're wondering you should go check out a trailer for it because it does have a really interesting art style and look to it and it's very charming uh the dialogue's pretty good between all the characters i've found uh so far it seems, it,
1: it seems very undertale inspired or somewhat under like the you know like a different characters bit. Different characters have different fonts for their for their text yeah. Speech, yeah. You know, their speech, and like some of the, some of the letters animate pretty exaggeratedly.
0: I think stuff a little like a, less tooth on it than maybe undertale. Like I don't think it's going yeah. for some of that metagame no. stuff. No, I just uh, mean the presentation yeah. like
1: the, yeah. the, the way that the text is is rendered. Um,
2: I really like the hint system it has, which is the, that, the phone there these, booth the, there's phone booths around the world, and you do it, you call your mom, and your mom gives you a hint but your dad is behind your mom and really wants to get on the phone and tell you exactly what you need to do, so you have the option to talk to your dad or not.
0: Oh, I yeah, didn't. I haven't one. used that hint system yet, but that sounds pretty good. Yes, yeah. it's, it's pretty, I haven't used the music. hint system. I'm okay.
2: And the way um, he gets on the phone is like, okay, here's what you need to do <laughs> is, is
0: perfect. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good.
1: My favorite thing about that game is kind of incidental to the game, which is what did you guys put as your favorite food? Because I don't really have a favorite food because I like almost everything. So mm-hmm. I just picked something and that's how my player character ended up being named steak.
0: Nice. nice. And Mine's I named that cookies. Was very, that was cookies? very funny. Yeah. Mine is named pizza. Uh, like literally,
1: it. literally the first thing they do when you start a new game is just add, pop up a text input field yes. and say, what's your favorite food? And I was like, I can't decide. I like <laughs> a lot of stuff. I'm just going to type steak in here. And then the first time they were like, Oh, Hey steak, what's going on? I was just like, Oh, this rules. Yeah, uh, um,
0: there's um, there's a decent amount to explore in the game. I, I think the I'm playing on the PS5 and I and I have debated whether or not or not to just stop and go play it on the PC because the way yeah. you control the brush is with either, either the right stick by default. I think you could change this, but with the right stick or the trackpad, uh, on, you can do PS5 both control. like it, it just lets yeah. you do either. Yeah, so it is. It is not a high fidelity painting game. At no. least at least in the beginning. It is, but they do have certain things that make life easier for you. It is like I said, it is kind of a an uncolored coloring book page a lot of the time and you can hold down a trigger to fill in as much as you want within within the lines. Sometimes it stays within the line, sometimes it colors in a little too much for my taste. Uh some of those mechanics I think in the beginning you have like and I, I'm still here, four colors on the palette or four ish colors on the palette as somebody who's colorblind, it's infinite for me, but I think mm-hmm. there are four colors on the color palette that probably changes later on. I still haven't gotten more colors. I think on that they color add palette.
2: some as you go along.
0: They might change per scene, I think, so yeah. you can cycle through the four and they change per scene. but um in, in you can make the brush uh three different degrees of size, small, medium, and large. Uh, and you can zoom in a little bit as well, if you want to try and get in there and poke stuff around, but it's never like high fidelity. There are times when they ask you to recreate a painting. If you go to the Mm. art school (laughs) and oh boy, mine are are works of art for sure. But man, (sighs) that is, uh, not where I want to spend my time in that game is trying to do that stuff. So it's like, just might as well be a paw print on a page and just kind of move off. Uh, but anyway, chicory, a colorful tale. Is that what it it? it was? Correct. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, it's charming. It's yeah, yeah it's charming.
0: charming
2: yeah, I want to play unplay- some more of it, but I'm you know, like I said, it, it seems very slight, but I'm I'm very into the art style and the music.
0: Yeah. And uh uh that's what we've been playing. Ratchet and clank, a rift apart, available on the PS five, and uh uh Chicory available uh on consoles. Is it on Switch, do you know?
2: I don't think I so I think it's just on PlayStation and PC right now.
0: Okay. Good to know. Uh, And I believe that's going to do it for this show. Yeah.
1: Except for one important thing. What is that? Uh, It's time to thank the people who support us and make this possible.
0: Yes. So we are going to wrap up. uh, uh, First, I will thank everybody for listening uh, and, and joining us here. If you want to, um, if you want to check out more, you can go to, uh, our YouTube page where we have our archives of some of our, our videos or live streams are going up on YouTube. Um, you know, you can go check out that stuff. We're on Twitch streaming. Um, we're using that for our streaming platform for now. If you, uh, want to join us in our discord, in our community, you can go to, uh, patreon.com slash All the tiers are there. If you want to help support us, uh, and get into our discord and help out. You can do that. A lot of fun stuff happening over there. We've got a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on in terms of uh, getting mods and, and figuring out uh, scheduling and, and where to post that stuff. I made a channel on the discord that is a very general loose. It feels like just a notepad piece where I'm putting up our schedules, but we'll figure all that stuff out. Yes. As, staring, as staring
1: at the Twitch calendar, intently trying to decide.
0: I have, uh, I have about 17 post-it notes, if you hear them here. Yes. This is my SMR mm-hmm. thing that I have been crumpling up and putting next to me as I make my way through all these various to-do items. Uh, so if you want to help us out, that's going to do it for the show. And we're going we're gonna to thank our mysterious benefactor to you. Yes.
1: Yes. If, uh, if you don't know, everything we do here is listener, viewer, audience supported. Uh, we could not do any of this without our patrons, and I'm I think it's going to remain that way for the foreseeable future. Uh, so thank you so much to everybody who is supporting us on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our mysterious benefactors. Whoever they are. Oh, wait a minute. I have a
0: You have a list. You could read it. No, I have a list. We, they got a shout out.
1: I have a list right here of exactly who they are. <laughs> uh Big thanks to our mysterious benefactors, including Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, G-Chap, David Jones, Jay Liner, Brian D, Corey James Thompson, Charles Ewing, Stimpak, Jack Ineker, uh, Sean Phillips, Mark Dell, Nicholas Horn-Jorgensen, Malone Hart, Angie Valadaris, Nick Donegan, Albert, Evan Cook, Yakto Yada, Cat, Riley LeBaw, Brandon Cobb, Adrian Padilla, Jerry Lee, Brian Stanton, Derek Quineville, uh, Gary Petschke. Please also correct us if mm-hmm. we get any of your pronunciations <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. More than happy, more than happy to correct. We've got a running tab. Uh, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Chris Tyson. Joseph Reagan, Josh Scoggins, Ryan R., Zeus Laser, Kinto, John McGinnis, The Buddy Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B., Nick, Sarah, and Katie Doherty, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, uh, Stephen
3: Ulukovich, Jad Rita, Andrew Thornburg, Statics, Robo Mike Merritt, Andrew Jackson, Chris
1: Barkhurst, Pixels and Polygons, Marcus G, Ninja Ducky, J.C. Harris, Andrew Cotton, G. Cruz, Lucas Fellers, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro Hall, John Is That I think Michaud, Michaud, John Michaud,
3: Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Joe Beezer, Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado Randy Duax? Yes. Randy, Randy Duax.
1: <laughs> Mark Allenback, Aaron Gonzalez-Burr, Andrew Tiepkin, Cole Henderson, Saino, Jean-Francois Murray, It Me JP, Andrew Chick, Andrew Slosky, Matthew King, Steve Lynn, William Lummis, Richard Welsh, Matthew Horig, Adam Bilo, Rick Button, Anthony King, Nick Wieshawn, and Tyler Treese. Thank you so much to all of our mysterious benefactors.
0: And we should say or- that, is the, uh, that is the list as of recording time on this, which is uh, June 16th. Obviously, if, yes. you, if you came in after, <laughs> after the buzzer there. Uh, We'll we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll get you next week. Should also mention, uh, we generate the list based on your Patreon name. So if, again, if you have something else that you, uh, want to be, uh, shouted out as, or, or called out as, um, you know, if you didn't realize that that Patreon name was going to be the thing that gets called out here, let us know. Uh, you can kind of message us on Patreon. We're working through a lot of these messaging stuff. So if we're, we also apologize if we're late in getting back to you, we're trying to, um, you know, spend some time every day making sure we're, we're bringing that up to current. We do have a bit of a backlog of uh, very nice thank yous and, and everything like that. But um, those do also get mixed in with some tech support things. So we're, yes. we're trying to make sure that is, uh, we're getting on top of that stuff and, and trying to stay on top of it. So if you don't hear from us there, you can try reaching out to us on Discord if you have an emergency. If you're not on Discord, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, you can just kind of add us there, or, or or mention something there as well. Uh, use any use any means available if you have if you have to if if something's going wrong, um, uh, uh to to get a hold of us there. Thanks again to everybody who has supported us. Thanks again for listening. That is support as well, and uh, and and helping us out there. I think that's gonna do it for this show. Yeah, Al- yeah. Alex, you are out next week
2: i am i will be uh traveling down a river with my uh, mother and stepfather and my girlfriend for a few days i will have no internet no cell no nothing i'm gonna be off the damn grid so I'll i love it in a week
0: yes hey listen part of part of this thing is make it sustainable and tenable and make it so that we enjoy what we do and i can't think of anything better than heading down a rift a rift a rift go down go rifting Yes. It Alex go Alex Navarro, River apart. apart.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have fun, Alex. Be safe. Enjoy it. Enjoy the enjoy the time. Thank you very much, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you. Happy E three. That's Oh, thank you. Another one another E three is exam- in the books. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thanks every- thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week.